as yours? Like that's my. Yes. Problem. You know, I don't think I have one. It's great for <laughs> well, me. Not that. But you, you got a name. Oh. You got a name. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Alabama Dan. Oh, Alabama. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Someone. Uh, I still have like on my car. I mm-hmm. still have something from the car dealership in Alabama where I yeah. got my car when I was living there. Uh, I don't know if I've even talked about this on the podcast because we're recording now, right? We're we're recording. This is this cold is, open. This stuff. is the cold open. Okay, right so here. yeah, I used to live in Alabama. Um, I'm from California, and lived in Alabama for like five years, six years maybe, uh, and uh, then moved back. Um, most I've lived here most of my life though, um, and so when I got my car, I got my car there. So I still have uh, something on the like trunk of mm-hmm. my car where it's like uh they're not it, it's not like how most dealers here just do the license plate frame it's like this very sticky sticker mm. that is like super weatherproof and yeah. requires you to like get an exacto knife out to get it mm-hmm. off and yeah, like, like various glue gun yeah maybe um i i watched a video on youtube on how to do it once and i got like one letter off and then like then i got sidetracked doing something else mm-hmm. and then I, i've just never taken it off but someone saw that on my car and commented uh, on it the other day i was gonna ask the name of the dealership but i don't want to like say the name of the dealership uh can I mean, you say it without the first letter on there uh <laughs> i mean we could just like ble- i could just bleep it or something it's dean mccrary kia <laughs> so it says ian mccrary <laughs> uh no it, it says uh or, dean mccrary because <laughs> i took off the y oh you took off the last letter <laughs> yeah i was working backwards i mean i don't i don't know that there i don't live there anymore so i don't think there'd be any information that anyone could find out f- from that information that uh, oh in terms of yeah. oh, a listener pinpointing your location <laughs> pinpointing where i used to live maybe yeah. uh well i just meant i didn't want to like uh make fun of some business from oh why not Alabama. who cares who cares why <laughs> some dealership they might be listening you know auto right. dealership yeah well fuck them i finished paying off my car the car's mine now. Yeah. That's a good feeling. That's a great yeah, feeling. A great that was, like, probably the most adult I've really, truly ever felt. Now, I know... I don't know about you guys. I know you, Andrew, I mean, you have a kid, so that's, mm-hmm. that's like, most probably kind of the, the Pretty adult. king of the ma- that mountain. But for me, it was, like, paying off my car. I was like, yeah. oh. Because that, I mean, that, that was like, oh, this is a genuine, like... Not accomplishment, but I mean, like, continuing to pay it and stuff. I don't yeah. know. It felt good. Yeah. I was done with it. I, I paid off my uh, my Yaris back in the day, and that was a good feeling. Mm-hmm. I don't have that Yaris anymore. I still see it around town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, that's not going to make any sense to people listening. Well, because... well it's because and people will see it as as it drives through town because Andrew had installed a giant bobblehead of himself on the top of yeah. it. So you just see Andrew's head on coil just going... It's got, a, it's got like a megaphone. <laughs> it's got a megaphone that says like, ah, ah. <laughs> like you just hear it coming. Um, uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, let's talk about the plot. <laughs> uh, well, this is probably a good time as any to get officially started with the show, right? Yeah, this is... 
Yeah, this uh, is the end of February, officially. Yeah, so we, we just finished up February for the, the, the proper releases, and these are probably the last two movies that we're going to be talking about for the home video releases as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is a home video edition. Uh, yeah. And you're listening. Is that its official name? Uh, you're, yeah. 2002 Film Odyssey. Film Odyssey Odyssey Home Video Edition. Yeah. Yeah. Which is Uh, the podcast you're listening to. Yeah. Maybe in case, in case somebody's listening to this for the first time, maybe we should state it a little more clearly. Okay. Okay. Welcome to 2002, a film odyssey home video edition, the podcast where films are discussed, specifically the home video releases of the year 2002. I'm one of your hosts, I'm Andrew. And I'm Dan. And... Sex symbol, Dennis Hunter. Special guest star. Featuring <laughs> and uh, Jerry Mathers as the Beaver and on drums you're hearing uh, <laughs> Dennis Hunter, who is uh, as we said a sex symbol and our most frequent guest, right? I yeah. won the honor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you've done. Wow. You, I texted you this yesterday. You covered seven films so far with us. Yeah. Those yeah. being... Snow Dogs. Snow Dogs. Mothman S- Prophecy. State Property. No, I didn't do State Property. Well, you were on that episode. Yeah. Andrew, you talked a little bit about it, because you had seen it before, right? When did we do State Property? We did it. Oh, was that a combo one? With that was a combo. Oh, okay. oh, it, was, it was Snow Dogs and yeah, State Property. Snow Dogs. Yeah. yeah, okay, that's right. Okay, Snow yeah. Dogs, State Property. Uh, classic double feature. Uh, Mothman. And then uh, Mothman and Storytelling. Storytelling. So that's four films. Okay. And then... You came on for all three Bad News Bears Bad movies. News Bears. Bad News yeah. Bears, the original Bad News Bears in Breaking Training, and uh, Bad News Bears go to Japan. Yes. That's still one of my favorite episodes that we've done. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. So was... this would be the number eight. Yeah. The eighth. Wow. Well, uh, eight, eight, and eight, eight and ninth, because we're going to be talking two. about two films. I'm pulling ahead of all those motherfuckers. Yeah. yeah. Nobody's going to catch me. No. And no. the Dennis episodes are are very uh, very loose and very uh, you know off off the cuff. off the cuff. I, that yeah. bad news bears episode was a little a little wacky. <laughs> it was a little wacky because we covered three films and we were I getting was, yeah I was getting loopy at the end there a little tired <laughs> towards the end. Uh, now I'm gonna notice every time I go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't let it go. Um, so, what, what are we covering on this particular home video edition? Uh, we are covering a double feature mm-hmm. again today. Two movies that have basically nothing in common. Yeah. Uh, except they both came out in 2001 and were released on DVD yeah. February 2002, which is why we're talking about it. Um, Bones, starring Snoop Dogg and Pam Greer. Mm-hmm. And Jay and Silent Bob, Strike Back, uh, directed by Kevin Smith. Yeah. And they both came out on February... It's like the last week of February, right? Last week of February. Yeah. They both came out the same day. I want to say like 26th, 27th. It's right around there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And uh, yeah, these movies don't have anything to do with each other. (laughs) But they were just two movies that we kind of wanted to talk about. Uh, 
Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, mostly because we don't really have another opportunity to, to talk about Kevin Smith at all. Yeah, he on on this. Podcast. He didn't have a movie come out in two thousand two. I would consider that a blessing, really. <laughs> I yeah. I'm not a Ke- I mean, spoiler alert, Norm put the cart before the horse, but I don't think any of us are Kevin Smith no. people. No. Which I don't mean that to sound like totally derogatory, um, because like some of his movies, his early have, movies have, have moments fans. of charm. Yeah. But, um, Some movies before Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Yeah, yeah. I would say this movie is kind of the, the end mm. of whatever Kevin Smith might have is lost yeah. for me. Um, because after this, like, what are his theatrical movies? Jersey Girl, which is a very, like, notorious uh, flop. Yeah, I'm trying to think. So... Just so you know, my yeah. Bixby is listening to every word we're saying and copying it down. Okay. So we have right. a transcript. Okay, because, great. Oh, know, cool. I don't know that happened. <laughs> Let me turn this thing off. Uh, yeah, so after Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, I believe Jersey Girl was the next movie he did. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, Jersey Girl and then... Um... Zack and Miri make a porno? No, that well, was Clerk, much. Uh, oh, Clerks 2. Clerks 2. And yeah. Zack and Miri. Well, well, let me think about this. So there was uh, Jersey Girl, which I think was 05. Clerks 2, which was 06. Zack and Miri make a porno, which I think was 08. And then that's when you get like into real... Uh, As I like to call it, tusk territory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you get into real rough... Yoga hosers. Rough yeah. territory where you get uh, cop-out... Uh, Cobbett, I always forget about because that yeah. movie is so faceless. Yeah, yeah, not not written by Kevin Smith, yeah. but directed. It, it's it's probably his only real like studio for hire gig mm-hmm. that he ever really did. Yeah, um, which I mean, like, that's not to say that like things like Tusk and Yoga Hosers are like great things, but they're. His, they're his. They're his thing. Yeah. They may be shit, but they're his shit. Yeah, yeah they're his yeah. shit. Uh, but and yeah. I, I was just going to say, as much as I like really dislike uh, Tusk, which I really do, uh, Cop Out is probably worse. I haven't seen Cop Out since the test screening that we saw that. Uh, I don't think that was me. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I didn't see it at a test screening with you. Who, who's in Cop Out? Bruce, Bruce Willis, Willis and Tracy Morgan. Oh, oh, maybe you're thinking 16 Blocks, which we did see oh, at a test screening. Yeah, that's right. Which is another uh, Bruce like, Willis cop Bruce movie. Willis similar theme, yeah. but not funny. Yeah. Or not like as well, Mo- I say that. <laughs> that most definitely yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. Tracy Morgan is his partner in. Yeah. Do we see the Kevin Smith one in theaters? Um, is that one that I distinctly remember seeing cop out with Travis and okay. just me and Travis. Okay. And Travis, thought, if I remember correctly, thought it was like pretty good. <laughs> uh, maybe I never saw cop out. Then. I think you maybe never saw cop out. Okay. With that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna get around to that. Um. Uh. Did you guys talk about Red State? How do you guys feel about Red State? Uh. No, I didn't like mm-hmm. it. Didn't like it? No. And you never saw it? No, I didn't like it. Oh, you didn't like it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, I actually what, saw it fairly recently. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. 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 I saw it when it came out. Yeah. Uh, I always kind of wanted to see Red State, just because it had John Goodman in it. 
Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, that's... Because, I mean, like, John... Like, I don't think it's a great movie, but, like, 29 Cloverfield Lane, John Goodman's fucking awesome. 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. 10 Cloverfield Lane. I, I love yeah. that movie, actually. Yeah. I think it is great. Uh, he He's really... Well, I mean, he's, yeah, he's usually really good. He should have won an Oscar for that movie. Yeah, yeah, like, he's yeah, so agree. good in that. Yeah. Um, uh, Red State is... Uh, not... I, I didn't like it. Yeah. Uh, I like the people in it. Uh, you got, like, Michael Angarano, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, John Goodman, Michael Parks, R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Who's pretty good in the movie, but the script is like uh, not good. Yeah, I think Tusk and uh, Red State both have very like Tarantino-esque scripts in that they have like very long, protracted like dialogue scenes that. In Kevin Smith's hands are not good. Yeah, I mean, I, I, part of the problem that that I noticed while watching Jay and Silent Bob, and then which, and from I guess all of his other subsequent films is that he never really evolved very much as a filmmaker. Yeah, I feel like, like he did the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, I feel like Dogma is maybe the most ambitious he ever got with a movie. I would say, in terms of, yeah. like, I don't know, trying different things mm-hmm. and, you know, wrestling with ideas and, you know, there's obviously, like, fantastical elements in that yeah. movie. Um, and then after Dogma, I mean, he does this, right? That's the, This is the this next is a, movie yeah, after Dogma. Yeah, Jane Silent Bob is immediately after Dogma. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it almost feels like he, he like... He like oh I went too far or whatever I, I, I tried too much yeah well not to not to get ahead of our talk about <laughs> Jay and Silent Bob but it's like uh, that movie was suddenly he is immature mm-hmm. you know and right. he had never none of I can't think of a movie before that that was just I, I've got nothing about saying something silly but it's also not funny and it's just lame it was just embarrassing uh yeah we're getting ahead of it but yeah it's like he he went backwards mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah i would say his humor had regressed yeah yeah and, and that's a big word regress yeah is the word i was looking for <laughs> well we we normally do these in alphabetical order like like if we do a double feature we would we would do it in alphabetical order but it seems like we're already starting with jay and silent bob should we just dive into jay and silent bob or we can talk about what we've seen recently. Yeah. Oh yeah. We, we normally don't that. do that on oh, home you, home don't? videos, but oh, okay. no, well, no, no, well no, no, I was just gonna okay. I was just gonna say we normally don't. No, I'm a jerk. No, no, no. Oh. I was just gonna say we normally don't, but if we've got you here, Dennis, we we sh- we should have you talk about what you've seen lately. I, no, I don't want to. I want to. Okay. Yeah. What did yeah. you see, Dennis? Well, um, can I read you my top five of the year? Because they're all pretty recent, except for one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, Absolutely. so top five of the year. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Uh, I did see Elvis, but that didn't make the cut. Mm. Okay, X, mm-hmm. Top Gun Maverick, mm-hmm. Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers is at number three. Number two is The Northman, and number one, Nope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love Nope. Yeah, Nope was really yeah. good. We all saw it, um, like, last week, right? Uh, yeah, we yeah. saw it about eight days ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, Nope was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I 
This is kind of a conversation I've had with, I think, both of you probably separately or maybe even together. I don't remember. But, mm-hmm. like, um, I I just think, like, the the Jordan Peele's movies, it, it honestly doesn't even matter, like, how much I like them or not. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's beside the point. I just think it's great that someone out there is able to make movies like he's making mm-hmm. with studio, real studio money that they're willing to actually pay for and yeah. market and distribute um because really not a lot of studio not not a lot of movies are coming out of the studio system that feel like jordan peele's movies these yeah. right. days they, um, they like, feel like they're authored by one like, truly person like, with interesting there's a singular ideas. voice yeah. kind of behind it and you feel like like when i when we saw nope i felt like oh i have seen his vision here mm-hmm. like come to realization and it's yeah. not like you know, I mean, there are there are sort of auteurs kind of, I use that term kind of loosely because a lot of, like, like Christopher Nolan and Denis Villeneuve are like a couple of them who get studio money. Mm-hmm. And I think both of those guys are like WB guys. So maybe WB is more open to it. But like, they're still kind of working in like, like, Nolan has his Batman clout forever, basically. That kind of gives him carte blanche to do whatever he wants mm. with Warner Brothers. And then Denis Villeneuve, you know, he he got all the Dune money, um, and then he did Blade Runner a couple of years ago, and th- both of those were great. So, like, they're still kind of operating from, like, I don't know, like some sort of intellectual property, yeah, mm-hmm. like, territory. Because, you know, I mean, I don't... Maybe Warner Brothers is going to do, like, a one one for us, one for you kind of sure. a thing with Den- Denny Villeneuve. Like, kind of like they do with Nolan. Um, but, like, Jordan Peele's just making movies that he wants to make. Yeah, and exactly. It, and and they're, they've, they've all been really good, yeah. too. And, and as far as Nope is concerned, I, I've heard that some people don't like it. And they give me their their, their reasons, mm-hmm. and I don't disagree. Okay, yeah, right, I'm listening to you. Mm-hmm. But the thing I love about it, and I loved about why Northman was so high on my list, is it was somebody taking a swing at something big. Mm-hmm. You know, just something you don't see all the time. Yeah, just a big vision. It's, quest. Especially and, nowadays. Yeah. yeah, and Northman in the end, you know, I didn't. I didn't think it was the most fantastic thing, but I gave it to the guy. I said he he went for something. Yeah, you know he has a vision. He went for this thing. Yeah, and same thing with Peel. I mean, if this hadn't worked as well as it did for me, I would say the same thing. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know he was he's doing something. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I think the Northman is uh, regardless of how you feel about the movie a genuine achievement because mm-hmm. <laughs> he got he got like was it Focus who did that movie? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, both he got studios. them to like. Give him like seventy to ninety million dollars. I know the budget for that has yeah. been kind of yeah. just disputed online, but like he got he got to make a weird Viking action movie yeah. that mm-hmm. that didn't like. Yeah, it was certainly more action forward than anything we'd seen from Robert Eggers, but like it was still pretty Robert Eggersy. <laughs> like you know, yeah. it still felt like a Robert Eggers movie. Oh, the whole scene with Willem Dafoe and. Yeah, yeah the, definitely. Oh, that's the best stuff in that like, movie. Yeah. That? yeah. Yeah, very cool. Uh, but yeah, I the first time we Dan and I <clears throat> saw Nope, 
it was like a like a standard screening and not not like an IMAX or anything and I feel like when we saw it, the like there were some technical issues like the sound wasn't quite right and oh, that's too bad. the dialogue was like a little quiet and the score kind of overpowered the dialogue but the the score also wasn't super loud mm. yeah you know I want to put AMC on blast <laughs> I've been pretty disappointed in my uh, trips to AMC somewhat recently in the last yeah the Top Gun was fine when we saw that but like. I don't know. It's something I've noticed a mm-hmm. couple of times going to AMC. Yeah. Just like, eh, it just doesn't look very good. And then muffled sound. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's, yeah, sound is a is a big thing. I, I think you can't screw that up. But I, I saw it a second time in IMAX, and I had a completely different read on certain scenes than I did the first time. And probably because it, it like sounded more like more complete and how it was intended yeah uh and i liked it like a lot more like a like a letter grade and a half more wow uh but uh yeah i would it's up there with probably my top two movies of the year so far yeah i mean my i mean dennis did his top five we could all do our top five do you have a do you have a 2022 list going yet yeah i do Okay. I, well, I mean, I could do it off the top of my head. I think. Okay. Well, I have I have mine too, um, but my so I have I haven't seen X yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to watch that soon. I really want to see that. Um, but my number five is. I have a copy if you want to borrow. Oh wait! Oh wait! <laughs> I I will watch it. Okay. I will watch yeah. it. I swear. I'm, I'm excited to watch it. Okay. Uh, my number five is Kimmy. Steven Soderbergh movie. It's a very fun little kind of throwback thriller. Uh, pretty reminiscent of like Panic Room mm. and a few other, few other kind of like, you know, tight little 90 minute thrillers that don't often get made anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Jackass Forever. <laughs> it's, it's fun. It's, it's fun. Nice. It's, it's very actually fun. trending very high on a lot of critics' top 10. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, I don't expect it to probably stay on my top ten list. Certainly won't be in my top five at the end of the year, I'm assuming. But, uh, yeah, for it's right now. I meditation mean, on aging, isn't it? Yeah, it it, it really is. <laughs> I mean, it, it definitely goes into that. I mean, like, every, every time I see something, because I've seen, I don't know, probably like six movies since I saw Jackass from 2022. And it's like every time I think, like, no, oh, do I really like this more than Jackass? And I'm like, no, <laughs> not really. <laughs> I, I, I had more fun with Jackass. Uh, number three, The Batman, which I still think is pretty mm-hmm. solid. Um, uh, but but I would say kind of Nope, which is my number two, and The Northman, which is my number one, are a, a cut above all the rest mm-hmm. of the movies so far this year. I mean, because those are two kind of similar movies like we were talking about that just feel like cut from a different cloth Dennis, Dennis can we hear your top five one more time just uh, yes just I turn uh, off my phone so this is, <laughs> you're gonna prove me to be a liar okay at number five was X uh, number four was uh, it was I don't remember number three was Chippendale Rescue Rangers Number two was Northman, and number one was Nope. So number four. Oh, Top Gun. Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. 
Nice. Can't argue with Top Gun. I mean, like... I, I had a blast. Yeah. It's just one of those big budget summer blockbusters yeah. that, you know, you just sit back, grab a big bucket of popcorn, have a yeah. good time with. Catch yeah. COVID. Yeah. Catch COVID. You guys caught COVID, didn't you? I, 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 I knock on wood, have not got it yet. Well, you definitely didn't. You don't have to knock on wood because you definitely didn't get it from Top Gun Maverick. I think you would have yeah, tested but, positive by now. Cause then you're well, just like, I just mean in general. <laughs> I just would love not to get it is what I'm saying. Uh, so here is my top five. Uh, so I got The Batman at number six, I just want to say. Um, but I got a movie... I got a bunch of movies in the top five that Travis would make fun of. I got The Tale of King Crab, which is an Italian movie. Uh, Petite Maman, which is the French movie from last year. I'm actually not sure if it's officially like a 2022 movie Mm -hmm. or 2021. Because it came out last year at like some festivals. But if it's this year, it's in the top four. Uh, Intrigalde, that Romanian movie I talked about on the last episode. Two is Nope, and then one is X. But if I see Nope one more time, it might take the number one spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Nope, Nope, I think, is a little too fresh for us to discuss too much in yeah. depth. But, uh, yeah, go see it. It, it yeah. probably isn't exactly what you're thinking. Like, in in IMAX, I would say. Yeah, if if you have the means, certainly. Yeah. Um, also, Fry's Electronics. Yeah. Plays a prominent role in that, which mm-hmm. just warms my heart a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, because that was a weird store that I went to a lot as a kid. Yeah. Uh, and it closed permanently, all of them, like a couple years ago. Uh, and then, like the one that's in the movie, Dennis and I were just talking about this yesterday. Um, uh is the Burbank one? Mm-hmm. Is that it? It's the one with the yeah, that's saucer. the Burbank and one. And it's the one with like a crash flying saucer in it because I don't know if our, all of our listeners are aware, but every fries had, had its own theme. Mm-hmm. And they were very like in depth. Yeah. Like because the one that I went to as a kid a lot was like ancient Rome themed. Yeah. Uh, Which was in Orange County, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then um, there was also the, like, NASA-themed one in, like, Anaheim Hills, California. Yeah. Which I used to go to occasionally, because my, da- my dad always wanted to go to those ones. I'm surprised that Anaheim Hills, which is a very affluent area of Orange County, yeah. wasn't uh, stick-up-your-ass theme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true. That's Everything true. I know from Anaheim Hills. Ugh. I Anaheim Hills is not a place I've spent a lot of time except for fries. Like I only ever went there to go to fries. You know what? I actually am trying to figure out if I know where Anaheim Hills is. Past Anaheim, yeah, it's, uh, more in the hills. It's like in the hills up <laughs> above Anaheim, looking down on it's the in presence the, of Anaheim. It's yeah. in the hills. Of uh, Anaheim. It's like orange area, Yorbalinda. Yeah. I it's yeah I have no no right I yeah. I have been there if it's yeah. near Yorba Linda I've it's it yeah they're all oh because Mr Nixon Library over here is mm-hmm. that's why he's been to Yorba Linda yeah prove I, me wrong have you been there for any other reason to beside from the Nixon Library yeah. <laughs> I I do coincidentally get uh, a lot of work 
in Yorba Wind. Oh, okay. All right. You're off the hook. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, let, oh, we're, we're chilling out still. Sorry. I was going to say, let's get back to Jay and Silent Bob, but well, we could we're talking about Jay and Silent Bob. We're talking about things we've watched lately. Uh, anything else you've seen, Dennis? I saw the Nick Cage, Nicholas Cage movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't love it. I didn't laugh a lot. You know, I thought yeah. his performance as young Nick Cage was fun, and that was your over-the-top Nicholas Cage. Mm-hmm. But overall, I just, you know, I'm like, whatever. It yeah. wasn't as, as uh, thrilling as I hoped it would have been, because it's a great idea. Yeah. We talked about this on... We talked about it on an episode that hasn't come out yet. Yes. We, <laughs> because this episode's coming out before yeah, that episode. A little behind the scenes. The, the the next episode is already been recorded. And that's when we talked about the Nick Cage movie. Which, uh... I don't think any of us cared for it. That, no. Because if you didn't care for it, Dennis, neither of us really liked it very yeah. much. It was just meh. It was fine. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't like, hate it. I didn't hate anything. it either, but... yeah. But I, I will say I didn't laugh very much, Mm-mm. and I expected to laugh I'd like laugh at least more a little at Pedro more. Pascal. Yeah, he's pretty good in it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is because I haven't really seen Pedro Pascal in much besides yeah. like Game of Thrones and like maybe like two episodes Who of was The Mandalorian. In Game of he was like I don't know who he, I don't remember his character name, but he was he wasn't the guy. Arya was he? No, he was Arya. Yeah, he's good. He's good. He's. <laughs> Good. Uh, I, he was like that prince guy who, like, like, like fought with like a pole. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> do you yes, remember, that, you do you remember that scene? Yes, I do. I know that sounds okay. stupid to Andrew who's never seen Game yeah. of Thrones, but like, um, yeah. I I was just talking about this with somebody, but I. What's your version of Game of Thrones, there, Andrew? Uh, I mean. Just the the fantasy element. I don't know. I just okay. I. It just seems like too much of an undertaking. It just seems like too you much time I have the Sopranos, to... watched Sopranos, didn't you? Well, that's different. You wa- no, it's not. Did you watch The Wire? Yeah, but How all that... All these different... All Andrew? that stuff could really happen, Dennis. <laughs> okay. All right. No, I see. We're no, talking right. about... Reality. Like, dragons okay. and no, realms okay. and... Okay, I thought you meant lengthwise. No. No, I... Uh, yeah, as... I've probably said this a few, time on the pod, few times on the podcast that I'm not a huge fantasy guy. Uh, not into nor am i nor am i i mean i didn't like any of the lord of the rings i you know i'm I'm gonna worry there avatar i could give a hoot about half our our listenership that's just waiting for that two towers (laughs) episode in december just click on subscribe because we're all like yeah not really for us yeah (laughs) because i'm like i don't like realms and wizards and dragons i think i think the lord of the rings movies are pretty good they're just not my thing they're technical feats that i think are amazing yeah when we get to that episode i will talk about it fairly yeah of course we're not gonna be like oh these suck not for us because they clearly don't suck they're just not no not my thing most of the time you guys watch a movie freshly you don't just think back on when you saw it in oh every time no we've every every single time okay we watch it yeah so you might have different eyes now that you're 50 definitely i have yeah 50 50 years old which means be 49 uh Uh, yeah i mean i haven't seen the lord of the rings movies in a very long time yeah i guess i i had a job at circuit city for like a week (laughs) and then i quit um but i was the uh 
the receipt guy at the door who just would check people's bags and mark mm-hmm. off their receipt, which mostly like was just me standing around watching like <laughs> Lord of the Rings on the TV, <laughs> like playing on a DVD player. Like, my entire shift, and I was like, I, I don't ever want to watch these again. <laughs> this was at BNN? No, this was at Circuit City. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I was going to say, there was this time I went to Barnes & Noble, and I was there for about an hour, and I heard, you can call me Al, like, <laughs> 16 times. <laughs> That's funny. And it's like an eight-minute song, <laughs> and I, it, I was like... What the heck is going on here? Do I just keep hearing you call me Al? What are, what kind of rascal would do something know, like somebody that? Somebody that would do something naughty on Wikipedia, probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. Wait, did you did yeah. you play? You can call me Al yeah. on repeat. What we we got a we got like a reissued copy of Graceland. Um, oh uh, yeah, like, I, I I know this. Yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, because Barnes and when you Barnes and Noble and Borders, I assume too. Um, the stuff that you play in store is curated by mm-hmm. someone at corporate. Yeah, so exactly. they just send you whatever to play. You can choose from that stuff, but you can only play that stuff. And, um, yeah, so we got, like, a, a copy of Graceland whenever it was some anniversary edition. And, and one time I, I played You Can Call Me Al on mm-hmm. repeat, like, six or seven times before <laughs> anyone noticed. And that's like an eight minute, eight, nine minute long yeah. song, so, which is very repetitive. Can I yeah. ask that every time it started and you would run over to the CD player and hit. Oh, I just sat that... there for like 45 minutes. Cause like, I don't work there anymore. I don't care. But like a lot of what I did at work all day when I worked there was just browse the internet. Cause we, yeah. we had our own computer and sure. we were our own little department within a department. Yeah. So I would help people if people came in, but like, a lot of times it was just me standing there waiting for someone to come in, mm-hmm. and so I would just be on the internet. So I just basically stood back there and just yeah. kept pressing, like, as it was about to end, I would just uh, hit previous tracks. So, say this customer came in while you were playing, you can call me Al for the 15th time, <laughs> Yeah, and he would come up and he'd say, Hi, Dan. <laughs> Do you have anything new in the blues section today? Any recommendations of new releases? Who, and Dan, who, what is what is this character? Oh, it's just somebody I just made up. Just on the somebody, side, you know, okay. like fantasy. I you think that fantasy. I think that guy would also, I mean, potentially, theoretically, maybe he would even like ask me like print out like all the new releases on a oh, given yeah. given week and stuff yeah. too. This seemed like kind of the wow. annoying thing that a guy like that would do. And yeah. then five minutes later, would he walk up to Andrew and say, "Hi, Andrew. <laughs> Anything new in blues today?" <laughs> <laughs> Man, anybody listening to this is going to be like, what are these guys talking about right now? I guess it's worth noting that we are three people that have spent years working years working in retail and uh, have encountered our fair share of annoying customers that have asked all these things. Uh, yeah, but I mean... What if one guy asked all of these One things? particular sure. guy. Wouldn't that yeah. be annoying? Yeah. This, you know what I was thinking about? Uh, customer encounters could all just be their own podcast. There is enough comedy yeah. in there that, uh, yeah. seriously, people could uh, tell their own stories. Like, you wouldn't... So the crazy stuff would be great. Yeah, I mean, there are certain guys that I could think because of. Because it's universal. It's yeah. universal themes. Everybody that's ever worked retail will understand this. There's certain guys that I could think of that wear Hawaiian shirts that you could probably do a whole 
podcast about. Do they smell like pee? <laughs> yeah, uh, they might. Oh, they might. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. Let's veer back towards. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Oh no no it's okay. Uh, but real quick, I just want to say. Uh, so Dan, he worked at a Barnes Noble. I worked at a Borders, and we were the same way. Where we were given a, a selection of like new CDs that we could play overhead. Uh, and yeah, late 2000s, I want to say, we got this Columbia Records compilation that had um, a, a cover of uh, Sexual Healing on it by Michael Bolton. Do you, do you guys know this? <laughs> yeah, I've heard and it. And I did the exact same thing that Dan did, where he played <laughs> it on repeat. That's awesome. Uh, and uh, people noticed yeah. 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 And people were uh weirded out <laughs> and complained. Why is that teenager playing that Michael Bolton cover over and over again? Was I te- I guess I would have been a teenager. A late very late like teenager. A 19 year old. Yeah. <laughs> 18, 19, yeah. Now I, I, I don't know if um you had this at Borders, Andrew, but there mm-hmm. was a uh, a CD, it was like an opera group called Vi de Capo. Yeah, I remember, remember Vi de Capo. Yeah. Have you ever heard Vi de Capo? Dennis? I was in Vi de Capo. Oh, you were you were <laughs> yeah. the fourth member. Yes. it was like Tony, 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 Tony. <laughs> um, uh, Vi de Capo. Uh, they were like an opera group that covered like pop songs, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that's probably the most out outward revolt. I've ever seen from like customers when we played that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like most of the time, most customers just ignore the music unless they like it. But like when we played that, and I would only ever play it just to mess with my coworkers because everyone hated it. Mm-hmm. Um, and customers would come up and be like, "Turn this off!" <laughs> like oh, just send them what they play us, <laughs> or what I'm just playing what they send us. Yeah. Yeah, we we had to listen to some pretty annoying stuff when we worked at corporate bookstores. Dennis, you never worked at a bookstore? No, I've only worked at record stores, but I had to read annoying stuff mm. at record stores. Mm-hmm. The yeah. opposite of where you worked in a bookstore and had to listen to things like Got it. I got you. Um... <laughs> That's a long way for something so stupid. So, somehow we we we've, we veered off onto this. So we're we're talking about stuff we'd seen lately. Yeah. Before we get to Jane Silent Bob. Before we get to Jane before Bob. we get to Bones with Snoop Dogg. Right. Uh, I haven't seen too much lately. I fell off my Criterion challenge. Uh, just got too busy with doing other stuff, which is I don't know. I'm sure I could have like made it work, but I just I don't know. I, I got. I don't know. I kind of had a Kino challenge going for a Kino Lorber challenge mm-hmm. going for a while, <laughs> where I watched like all of the spaghetti westerns, the uh, uh, Sergio Leone, yeah, uh, ones that all got reissued on 4K. Dilla Costa was so that was yeah. nine hours worth of spaghetti westerns. Then mm-hmm. I watched The Train with Burt Lancaster, and then it's a really with, good. Uh, oh, so movie. good, so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1963, mm-hmm. folks. Frankenheimer. Frankenheimer. Uh, Black that, and white. Was that before or after Manchurian Candidate? Before. Was before? Shortly before. Okay. Oh, yeah, because that... Well, when did Manchurian Candidate came out? Late 63? Mm-hmm. What, and... What's the date of that, Andrew? 
I don't know. Oh. And Sherry Candidate was 62. And, really? And the oh, train oh, was... okay, 63. Oh, so the train was after Manchurian yeah. Candidate? Okay. Yeah, six, the train was 64. Before seconds. Okay. Way before seconds. Yeah, which, seconds was 66. That, that little run there is fucking amazing. Yeah. Those three movies, man. You have those in your canon. Poo, boy, I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah, seconds in Manchurian Candidate are pretty great. Yeah. But the train is like a real cool like mm-hmm. action movie. Yeah. And it's on a train. It's on a... Well... Well, it's, it's, it's around... It is in a train it's station. But, correct, yeah. Or a train depot, It's not, yeah, rather. you're right. It's not in a train, but it... I mean, there's plenty of train action. There's a lot but of trains. For you uh, people that are into that sort of thing, weirdos. Um, lots of stuff uh, with trains. You're going to like the train. Yeah. And if you like train stations. Yeah, and train stations. Yeah. And Burt Lancaster's strong manly jaw. Ha 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 I can't do a Burt Lancaster, but I do his laugh. <laughs> um, and then I finished Kino Lorber, yeah. uh, A Lie. Uh, uh, would that work with your criterion? What was your What was your cute little July criterion? Uh, it was 31 criterions in 31 but days. But did you have a name for it? july Tyrion. july Tyrion. Yeah. Okay, so my uh, July uh, Lorberian. Uh, Kino. Kinoing uh, ended with... Uh, a movie that scared me a lot when I was a kid. It was a TV movie uh, with Clint Walker and uh, Robert Urich called Killdozer. Mm. Um, a movie I've always wanted to see. Not oh, always, shit, but sorry. I read about it like it's terrible. Five years ago, it's terrible. It's not thought scary. it sounded cool. <laughs> no, it's just stupid. It's <laughs> maximum overdrive with just one vehicle. Mm. It's lame. So I shouldn't seek it out. Nah. Alright. Yeah. So that's all you watch for... Yeah, that's about it. Because I actually I went to the movies a lot more this month than I had in a long time. Hmm. Yeah, I, I hope there's some good stuff coming out in the fall. Because, like, I mean, even though I, I like a couple of movies that have come out so far, I really haven't... It hasn't been that much this summer that's really kind of... Are you looking forward to Avatar 2? Uh, no, not especially. Yeah. I know Avatar has its fans, and then also it has its people that, like, they're like, what? Defenders. <laughs> I oh, just, uh, I, I remember nothing about it. I saw yeah. it, and I was like, wow, that movie was amazing. Five minutes later, I can't, I don't know what the story was. I yeah. don't know what it was about. I still don't. Unobtainium. Yeah, about something that's um, unattainable. I don't know. And they're blue. Yeah. Yeah. This, the, the, the trailers for this next one just like an, look like an I, I don't think the new me. one looks... Very good. I'll be was, fine if I never see it. Yeah, well, there's like, what, like at least five of them planned? Something like that. Yes, but in uh, 20 years, when you do 2022 A Film Odyssey, <laughs> you are going to be required to watch it. <laughs> when so Dan and I are senior citizens. You're, you're still going to be going. <laughs> Actually, you probably won't be done with 2002 yet, <laughs> the rate you guys are going. <laughs> Because we're we're like taking time away from doing the two thousand two movies to do like home video editions or whatever it is that you do in yeah. your spare time, Andrew. Yeah. I don't know. I don't question things. <laughs> uh, well, I I don't think I've seen a whole lot since our last episode. Besides, nope, I don't think. I think that was the the big movie I'd seen. You saw Marcel the Shell. 
with shoes on. I did see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we discussed that on our last uh, future, episode. I did. So. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, no, I think we talked about that on our last episode with uh, Katie. Oh, when we talked okay. about Queen okay. of the Damned. Oh, that's right. She didn't seem to understand the concept of... Well, I just, I think I just happened to be talking to two people that were completely unfamiliar with the, with Marcel the Shell. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because I was the other one. I see. Yeah. And did you get mad at Andrew and punch him like Katie did? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just took turns. That was a nasty, on nasty yeah. smacking sound <laughs> going on. Yeah. She got so angry. That Katie, she's got a good left hook. Yeah. It's like when uh, Michael T. Weiss made made everybody uh, stab Snoop Dogg and Bones. <laughs> just like. Uh, oh, which man. is a movie we're going to be talking about so later. We, so we go into it then? Well, I guess at this point we can go into whichever movie we want. Flip yeah. a coin. So we normally do it in alphabetical order because these movies came out on the same day. We could... Go right into Bones, well, or we could go into Jane Silent Bob. We my, talked a lot about Jane Silent Bob yeah. at the top of the episode. My feeling is we're going to get through Bones pretty quick. Uh, I could see I that. Don't, I don't have a lot to There's say no, about it. I don't either. Whereas Jane Silent Bob, I got a lot to say about that movie. Oh, uh, you do? So, Dennis has opinions. All right. People say that. Well, People Harry, are saying that more. Harry Madden say. says that. Yeah. <laughs> Harry Madden, former guest. Former guest. Harold. And fan of the show. Uh, he was past, on our... I'm, past and future. Guest. I'm a yeah. fan of Harold Madden and Cat Connors, too. Yes, they yeah. were both on our Slackers episode. Past and future, yes. Yeah. Um, okay, so Bones. Yeah, let's start with Bones. All right. Uh, directed by Ernest Dickerson. Yeah, director of Surviving the Game. That's right, yeah. Movie that uh, we watched last year sometime. Yeah, I picked it for a movie night. You picked it? I thought Travis picked that. But... No, I picked it because I own it oh, on okay. uh, a DVD. Snapcase. Okay. okay. New line. That's right, Snapcase. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Did Gary he DC. have a big hit early on? Uh, Juice is kind of yeah. Juice, the one. Juice is the one, and, yeah. but he's Spike Lee's. Yeah. yeah, he was yeah. his DP. Exactly. Like yeah. yeah, and it's funny. Like the opening credits of this look kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, like because yeah. it's like the Snoop. It's like Snoop back in like the seventies. Yeah. and it it's got like kind of like a stylish typography. Sure. for yeah. the thing, and you get a little bit of the shaky cam. It looks a little more like a Spike Lee movie, mm-hmm. and you're like, huh. This is kind of interesting. And, and I did read that, like, there are different cuts of this movie. Yeah. Not I that have been released, that. but, like, that had existed. And mm-hmm. his cut was originally, like, much different in terms of pacing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It makes you wonder, like, because this movie's not, like, it's not good. Mm. But it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Because it's, like, an homage slightly yeah. to black exploitation films. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you at least see the no pun intended the bones mm-hmm. of something mm-hmm. interesting here, and it's also not as bad as I was possibly thinking. Right. Like I was thinking maybe it would no. be like, oh my god, this movie's a disaster, and I, <laughs> and I feel like that's probably what people thought it would be because it was a Snoop Dogg movie, you know, like when mm-hmm. you know it's like oh, Snoop Dogg's starring in a movie. What is this? Mm-hmm. And it's not that bad. It's not very good. Did, did he do this following training day? Did, I think uh, it was the, like 
would have been a, like a month later. Yeah, but yeah. still, that was... Uh, so, they were Training pretty, Day, I think, was September of 2000. I, I remember seeing Training Day, and I thought Snoop did a great job in that. I thought he was yeah, really he was the guy solid, in the wheelchair. The wheelchair, yeah. 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 He did a solid job. He's, I mean, I haven't seen him in anything since that, you know, shows yeah. any kind of range as an actor, but that was terrific. Well, 2001 was kind of his year, because he's also pretty prominently in Baby Boy. The John Singleton movie. Yeah. I remember him being fine in that. Yeah. Yeah. And when did The Wash come out? Wash? Could that have been? I think that was also 2001. Really? Right? So he had The the Wash, Bones, Baby Boy, and Training Day. I never saw The Wash. What about Starsky and Hutch and uh, Soul Plane? Those were a little later. A little later. Those were like... Hutch is 04? Yeah, those were 2004. I will say... I my plan was to watch Starsky and Hutch as well <laughs> before doing this, just for another Snoop Dogg performance as a frame of reference. Starsky and Hutch, the best Todd Phillips movie. <laughs> uh, I don't uh, know about that. A- absolutely. You think you think it's better than old school? Yes. Dennis. Okay. Dennis, what do you think of Todd Phillips? Is this the Don't Look Up guy? No, that's Joker. Uh, yeah. Oh, Joker. Oh, name? the Hangover one's probably better than Starsky and Hutch. I, I would say. still go to Starsky and Hutch. I don't know. I don't like any of these movies. So <laughs> uh, well, let me let me read you the Todd. Yeah, let's, okay. let's talk about Todd. Not related to Bones at all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, so I will start at the beginning. He did hated Gigi Allen, which Oof. is like. Uh, rough. That's a rough watch. I, I've seen some of it, I but not the it. whole I, thing. I can't even look at pictures of Gigi Allen. Yeah. It bums me out yeah. too much. Yeah. Um, he did uh, a couple of things, like a fish a fish documentary called Bittersweet Motel. Mm, I'm, I'll never see it. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> all right. His, his first proper like Hollywood film, though, was Road Trip in 2000. Terrible. Um, old School, 2003. Didn't like it. Starsky and Hutch in 2004. Did not enjoy it in the least. Uh, School Sorry. for Scoundrels in 2006, which is a movie that nobody remembers. Did not see. Uh, I, I was about to say I've never seen that, but I know that we saw that in theaters. You, you did see it, but we didn't see it together. I remember when you saw it. I actually saw it with Todd Phillips. Oh, yeah. It was a test screening. I remember it? having to miss it. Okay. Hmm. Uh, so you think you're better than all of us? Yeah. For that Phillips. reason. Right. We also saw Tropic Thunder with Ben Stiller. Is he was literally Todd sitting... Phillips? No, oh, Ben Stiller. I, I like that one. Thunder. No. He, he um, kicked my seat, I think. Mm-hmm. It ben was Stiller him and, did? Him and Christine Taylor were sitting literally in the seats directly behind Andrew and I. Well, would you like to hear my <laughs> Ben yes. Stiller, Christina... Christine Taylor. Christine Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I have very good friends in a band from Scotland called Travis, you see. Yeah. And uh, that's right, I am bragging about my, my connections. I Travis. So uh, I went to see Travis when the Invisible Band came out at uh, Irvine Meadows. And who is in line right next to me? Ben Stiller yeah. and Christine Taylor. We had a very nice evening together. Nice. Yes, we're best buds now. I was later. I don't know if you know this. I was best man at his wedding. Yeah, yeah. Ed well, Ben Stiller's. I'm lying. I don't know him. 
Well, they uh, they're they're uh, they're they're good because uh, they separated famously and then they got back together. Mm. Oh. She doesn't happen all that often I in didn't Hollywood. Know they separated. I they yeah, no, oh. they had separated pre-pandemic and then I guess during the pandemic, I assume in sort of like a sort of a familial bubble scenario, yeah. they rekindled. Do they have kids together? Uh yeah. Oh, well that makes sense then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, everybody's got I like Ben Stiller. Yeah, I also like Ben Stiller. Let's talk about our top ten Ben Stiller. <laughs> well, I got to finish Todd Phillips. I'm sorry. I mean, people right. who wanted to listen to us talk about like Jane Silent and Bob are <laughs> we'll like, get man, to it. when are they going to talk about Jane Silent Bob? we got to get through Bones first. But first, before we get to Bones, we got to get through Todd <laughs> have Phillips. Have to detour. <laughs> uh, this, that, is, this is what I meant when I said the Dennis episodes are wacky. I will say all of our episodes are kind of like yeah, this. Yeah, you. but you. Dennis also is critical of our episodes where there are a lot of tangents and he's the worst at it too (laughs) um all right so 2009 the hangover Mm -hmm. uh due date from 2010 i've never seen that which is a movie that that movie kind of has some fans right yeah i think so uh, it's got it's got a couple laughs uh 2011 hangover 2 which hangover sequels like, I don't think the first one's great or anything, but the Hangover sequels are miserable movies. It It's interesting that they're, like, like so much darker and stranger than the first one. Right. And meaner, too. Right? Yeah. They, yeah. They, oh, they yeah. They have, like, a mean streak to yeah. them. Oh, yeah. They're nasty like, movies. Yeah. Like, yeah. people get shot in the head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, I think that's, like... That's the trajectory of Todd Phillips' career, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. He's, like, trying to be Martin Scorsese now, and he mm-hmm. fancies himself as being, like, an edgy edgy filmmaker or whatever. Because um, after Hang- the Hangover sequels, he did War Dogs, which I never saw, but heard mostly negative yeah. things about. And then he did Joker, which I don't care for very much. So I, who did Don't Look Up? That's, that's, that's your boy Adam McKay. Adam McKay, thank you. He also did Big Short. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All Anchorman. Right. That, that's why, because yeah. the Anchorman connection. That yeah. He used to do broad comedy. But a similar, a similar okay. trajectory. trajectory. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. Adam McKay did Anchorman, Talladega Nights. Yes, that's The right. other guys, uh, Vice, yeah. Don't Look Up, and The Big that's Short. Right. Yeah. Okay. God, Vice sucks. Vice is bad. Mm. Do you like I, Vice? Well, I feel like uh, I have to say I hate no, it. No, 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 no. no. Like no I liked it a well, lot. I, 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 I prefer Vice to The Big Short, actually. It's an easier watch, and that's I for sure. strongly dislike both. Hmm. Well, okay. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I have no problem with the thematic elements in either of those movies. In fact, so, I think they're ostensibly, like, good. Yeah. They have, like, good politics, but, like... Yeah. I mean, I agree what, with what they're saying. Yeah, yeah it's I mostly how... just don't like his sense of style as a director so did you hate don't look up i never saw it okay also never saw it i liked it a lot i i I guess i'm an adam mckay fan i I, yeah so travis loves uh the big short yeah oh if i one of his all-time favorite movies yeah so (laughs) you're not like i don't i don't like think less of you maybe a little (laughs) a smidge you can't not yeah so that's Todd Phillips. Okay. So how did we get to Todd Phillips? 
Well, because we started talking about uh, Starsky and Hutch. Snoop Dogg's acting career. That's right. So that's how we got to Todd Phillips. Yeah. And also, Huggy Bear is mentioned in Bones. Yeah, there's a character named Huggy Bear. Uh, no, there's... The character is just called Refer- Huggy Bear. Referred yeah, to yeah. as Huggy yeah. Bear. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, let's give a quick rundown about yeah. what Bones is about, Dennis. Okay, go ahead. So, <laughs> I'm not going through this again. He's a numbers runner. Yeah, he's a... Uh, yeah, he's a numbers runner, and it, it takes place in New York, or is it just an undefined city? I think it's undefined. It's undefined. undefined. That's Vancouver. It's, yeah. Oh, it's shot in Vancouver. Yeah. It's implied that it's like Detroit. Brooklyn, or, like Detroit. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's it's definitely just supposed to be the hood. Yeah. Wherever. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like seven. It's just a city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Even though... <laughs> It's shot, parts of Seven are shot in, like, a very famous part of <laughs> California, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's, Snoop Dogg plays Jimmy Bones, who is, like, a, a, a numbers runner in this city, and he kind of does a lot for the community. And that and, excuses his breaking the law. Yeah. Right. That's right. 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 Okay, he's because he gives some families a turkey. Yeah. On Thanksgiving that makes everything he does illegal. Okay. Yeah. He he gives back and mm-hmm. he's right. he's well well liked in the community. Um. But he is he's killed. Mm-hmm. Why is he killed, Andrew? Well, I I was wondering how we want to talk about the plot because it's it's told in flashbacks throughout throughout the film which i think is a problem with the movie Mm. well i think that's part of the studio's decisions to have him edit it Mm. that way because um he needed to fit in more scares earlier in the movie yeah whereas i think if it was structured probably the way he wanted it to be structured Mm -hmm. it would have sort of like more been more of a slow burn or whatever. No, when yeah. you say more scares, are you talking about jump scares where something just appears out of nowhere and touches somebody on the shoulder? Yeah, something yeah. like that. None of those worked. You mean those? <laughs> no, never. No, once. this is one of the least scary horror yeah. movies I've <laughs> ever seen. It's like the cheapest trick in film to do. Yeah, and yet every single time they did it, it just sat there. No, no, I. Uh, and it's not even that there's not, like, uh, any interesting imagery in this movie. Like, I mean, some of it looks kind of interesting. Like, the that weird wall with yeah, all those people the, in yeah, it. Like, that looks like, a, look great. Uh, looks like a Nine Inch Nails video yeah, or something. The hell wall. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool looking. Um, I always think of uh, In the Mouth of Madness when mm-hmm. I think of that, like, wall of souls. That's, like, my mm-hmm. car- biggest carpenter blind spot. So I haven't seen In the Mouth of Madness. Mm. Um, uh, well, I guess we're jumping ahead. Oh, I mean, kind of. Yeah. But I mean, we I say we can tell the story in a standard structure, mm. even though the movie itself is structured differently. So yeah. he's killed. Uh, and he comes back to get those that killed him. Yeah. Yeah. So he's brought back to life because the kids of one of the guys who killed him mm-hmm. want to... They know where their dad came from, like, the neighborhood, yeah. and they want to, like, buy 
uh, the old dilapidated brownstone as like and turn it into a nightclub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then and then the, this mystical dog starts eating a burger, which brings him back to life. No, it's because yeah. they pull the knife out of him. That's what does it, does it? No, I think it's because he he's like feeding. The dog yeah. is, the dog is uh, eating. It starts and, uh, the process. I, I remember yeah. the dog eating, but it, Yeah, the yeah. dog eating is what starts the resurrection. So yeah, he As he, dog food will do. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it was a burger though. <laughs> so yeah. Jimmy Bones is like this like kinda low rent criminal in the late seventies who is kind of He's uh, like a Robin Hood type. Yeah, yeah. He, 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 he gives back Roxy, yeah. to the people. Uh, and he is... Uh, he's murdered by people that he trusts. Because, because they want him to be a drug dealer. Right. Yeah. Like a corrupt cop played by the pretenders, Michael T. Weiss. It, who, in his like modern day scenes uh-huh. in this movie... Uh-huh. Has the worst like Thank jowl you. makeup terrible. I've ever yeah. seen in a movie. Yeah, it looks so awful. Yeah. He's got a big fat suit on. Yeah. It looks so bad. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. It's. I mean, a lot of movies, especially ones from this era, were not meant for like high definition. Right. But this... like, god damn, that looks yeah. so bad. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah, he's like a corrupt cop in this city who. Uh, kind of concocts this scheme to bring crack into the neighborhood mm-hmm. you know which was a thing in the 80s and uh or in 1974 when this movie takes place well is that it, late late 70s right because they they keep saying seven uh, they keep saying 22 years ago and the movie came so out in 2001, 2001. yeah Hold on, I'm doing math. Yeah, let's do the math here. I just remember the the card at the beginning saying 1974. Oh, okay. Well, then it must be 74. I just figured we were slowly... Unless it was 79 and I just couldn't read that. <laughs> it is 79. Yeah, I was just going to say, I feel like me <laughs> it had to be close to the, the Reagan era. And yeah, that would the, make sense. The crack, the crack in the cocaine, sure. yeah. yeah. Oh, you know uh, that the government put into the <laughs> I, neighborhood it's shocking i can't yeah. believe our government would do something like yeah. that uh i wonder what the reason was yeah, for doing yeah. That. yeah it's hard right. to say <laughs> hard to really nail down the, they do the same thing that. with native americans oh it seems to be an ongoing problem in the u.s <laughs> interesting okay so, but otherwise they're cool yeah. yeah they're cool they're great so so uh the corrupt cop michael t weiss has like jimmy bones uh, his like, uh, his like accomplices or his colleagues mm-hmm. try to convince Jimmy Bones to bring like crack into the neighborhood and get him to start like pushing it, and Jimmy Bones is like, nah, that's not what I want to do. Yeah. That's not what I'm about. You know, I think he's kind of like the unofficial mayor. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. They come to him. They yeah. defer to him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he he declines, and there after this, there's like a little scuffle, and there's like a shootout, and Jimmy Bones gets shot a bunch of times, and the after cop, he after he's forced to take a hit of crack. Yeah, yeah, they make him take 
hits him crack. And then he, like, freaks out on it, and then that's when they just decide to shoot him. Right. Weird and, scene. <laughs> it is a weird scene. I I might say one of the better scenes in the mm-hmm. movie. I, I think the 70s stuff is... The better, better than the modern day stuff. Oh, easily, yeah. 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 But, uh... And I, I think Sumkog's, like, actually, like, fine. Yeah. In that stuff, too. Yeah. Um... He's watch. He's always watchable. Yeah. I mean, he may not be great when when he's in kind of that demon makeup at the end mm-hmm. kind of loses it a little yeah. bit because it's just like snoop dog when, with like that stupid face makeup on when he looks like the villain from the mask at the end of the <laughs> yeah. movie yeah <laughs> yeah or as i like to call him ghost dog <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh ghost I, double g yeah i i've got some issues with this movie but probably my biggest issues are the dubious special effects from the early 2000s Mm. uh yeah so uh michael t weiss makes all of jimmy bones associates kill jimmy bones everyone has to everybody yeah they have to take turns stabbing him even his friends yeah his loved one because Pam Greer. Wh- what's Michael T. Weiss's name? The cop, like uh, Val Val Valmucho or something. It's but, something uh, like that. Uh, yeah, uh, Vescuzo. Something like. Did that. you say Sal Vescuzo? I said Mal Malcucho. Lupovich. Lupovich is not anything close to no. Malcucho. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was like, I don't want all the blood on my hands, so yeah. you guys have to take turns. Yeah, exactly, and it it, it it makes them shut their mouths about it because they all, <laughs> yeah they don't want to they've all it. killed him yeah and yeah. if one goes down they know the law will go down so. yeah and then uh, Pam Greer she plays Pearl who is mm-hmm. Snoop's or Jimmy Bones' uh, girlfriend yeah she reluctantly stabs him right because no, she she wants she to kill her him. oh yeah she wants to kill herself she wants to kill himself and he pulls himself. Into, the, into the blade. Yeah. yeah. That she's holding. Yeah. No, so, rather than her kill herself. Right. Yeah. You know, he, he kills himself. So then Jimmy Bones is dead and he gets buried underneath his brownstone, his house. And then, uh, I don't want to say it jumps to 2001. No, because it, it because it, back and it, forth. It hops, Story-wise, yeah. it jumps to 2001. Yeah. Yeah. But throughout it, like, jumps back and forth. Mm-hmm. from the 70s to modern day and i think it would have been better if it had just started with like a half hour of the 70s stuff sure which is probably well, i think you have to uh for the the surprise element of the yeah, story but are the surprises that good <laughs> i don't i don't think they are i think it probably would have worked no, but just fine if i don't know in a dramatic context i didn't have a problem with the placement of his murder you know, you go for a long time without knowing who's implicated or why he's going to take the revenge. Yeah. You know, that he's going to, you know. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think you have to have the, the murder in the, the near the last act. Yeah. Um, yeah. In the middle of the second act. I think what a, what a better reveal would have been would have been to maybe structure it traditionally and, like, have it, you know, 70s stuff then then. 2001 stuff mm-hmm. but maybe like save the reveal that pam greer wasn't actually in on it or whatever mm-hmm. till the end so that you 
you, maybe you think, oh, this character's kind of sketchy, and then it turns out she was actually the only pure one of, I don't right. know, something like that. Yeah. Would have been my... Yeah, maybe. or, or yeah, they show maybe, the murder at the beginning, but they just don't show who or yeah. or maybe happens and you, show you, the beginning or like pieces of the murder, and then you don't you don't see it. You right. see all of them exactly. like standing over his yeah. dead body or something yes. like that. Yeah, I just think if you start it with like a chunk of the '70s stuff, like the first act is all the '70s stuff, mm-hmm. it would have been a little more effective. Well, because especially because the first half hour of this movie is so nothing. It's like mostly the kids like looking at the house and stuff like right. that. Yeah, and, and you're just like, oh, this is boring. I don't care about any of these people. Yeah. I, well, and I couldn't tell one from the other. I didn't know who was who. To be well, honest with you, other than like the girl, the, the one girl. Yeah. Well, and story wise, you aren't <laughs> really sure guys. like who they are in yeah. relation to each other, and then who they are in relation to um, Clifton yeah. Powell, right? Yeah. Is that his name? The uh-huh. actor that plays like the plays... one of the associates that right. That betrayed Jimmy Bones. Yeah. Yeah. Who's uh, not very good in this movie. I've seen him in other stuff and he's fine, but like... Who, I always think of him from Rush Hour. Yeah. There's that scene where he uh, freaks out when his son takes him to the brownstone. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know how hard I work to get out of this neighborhood? And then he's like, no, that's in order! <laughs> and he's very bad in that scene, I thought. And I just heard, like, what is this scene? Uh, Yeah. But who I think is like pretty good in this movie is the other associate is Ricky Harris, yeah, of Heat. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, and this is also jumping ahead, but uh, his uh, decapitated head scene I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> so some yeah. of that stuff that's what I'm talking about. Like yeah. there's ideas in this movie that are like kind of fun and interesting. That, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, uh, if it was a horror comedy, I would think that was really really good yeah yeah there there's like not enough really comedy early on um yeah because the comedy just like kind of comes in one one like blast yeah just out of nowhere at the end Mm -hmm. uh it's it's tonally very strange oh jimmy you cut off my head yeah (laughs) i mean yeah when he's like carrying around the two heads and stuff i'm like ah this movie's yeah yeah there's something funny there and when He's like, when Ricky Harris is like, hey, you, I killed you, you killed me, we're even, why you gotta get all meta-fucking-physical about yeah. it? <laughs> uh, Ricky uh, Harris, R.I.P. Yeah, he, he's not alive anymore. Mm. You familiar with Ricky Harris, Dennis? No. He's one of the informants from Heat. It's been a while since I watched that. Mm. He's, like, the main informant. Tone Lokes' cousin. Yeah. Yeah. In Heat, yeah. It's been a while since you watched Heat, huh? He's... I didn't even remember Tone Loke being in it. <laughs> he's, he's, at, he's on the receiving end of one of Pacino's, like, big coke, coked-out scenes. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. And yeah. he's, like, singing. Yeah. yeah. Man. I just remember the <laughs> Hank Azaria. Yeah. That's Pacino. the other big coked-out yeah. scene. Yeah, it doesn't get yeah. better than that. And yeah. A movie I watch, like, a handful of times a year. Yeah, I watch Heat usually at least once or twice a year. Uh, coming out on 4K next week. I'm excited for it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. yeah. I, see, I, I got rid of my uh, Blu-ray copy like last month, just in preparation for the 4K. Making room on the shelf. Exactly. exactly. In the H section. In the H section. Or you have it by mm-hmm. genre. No, I, I do mine strictly alphabetical. Yeah, that's what I would do. Is that you? Yeah. 
Yeah, my partner always want to do it by genre, but it's like, well, what if? Come on, I don't. Uh, I, I don't I, always feel like I thinking over here long. now, and yeah. I I do it by basic genres, but yeah. didn't you say you had like very specific genres, like Russell Crowe? Well, dramas. Um, when you say did I? No, I didn't. Uh, Jason, <laughs> your partner. Jason had, yeah, Russell Crowe section and a, a Nicholas Cage section yeah. and a Bruce Willis section. Mm-hmm. It, it was pretty annoying. I think it'd be fun to maybe do like by filmmaker, mm-hmm. like yeah. all my Scorseses and White Spot. I think I did that. I think that did that with Hitchcock. Yeah, got a separate Hitchcock section, and then that, have, that was about it. Yeah, I have to I have to buy a new like storage unit for my movies because I've uh, last couple of months, especially with I bought a lot of Criterion's and stuff. I've really gone over like, and right now I've just got like multiple stacks of movies that just don't even fit in my yeah. uh, my rack so um, if you gave me back the movies you borrowed from me would it be less? <laughs> oh those are in a separate stack oh, okay. I, right. I keep i keep i have a i have a borrow stack and yeah. so it guilts me every time i look at it's it it's mocking you every yeah day. it really is i keep it like next to where i keep my wallet and keys specifically <laughs> so that i don't forget now when i get home from work and take my wallet and keys and put them here it means i should watch the last of sheila which dennis gave me almost a year ago it's top of my list <laughs> top of my list list it's the first one maybe i'll pick the last of sheila for next movie night maybe. i almost, I pick, I almost picked raising cane last oh, week raising cane is great you yeah, guys gotta watch that. that that would be a fun one for movie yeah, night. please invite yeah. me over to watch that yeah because yeah. i want to see right. what you guys think yeah have you seen the normal version no i haven't seen i've never seen it i think i've only seen the normal version and yeah, not well, the director oh i've heard the director's cuts well it's not it's a fan or cut. yes is yes. it but it, I heard it got approved by yeah, Palma. Yeah, Palma said, yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's great. I'm excited to watch that. D- didn't uh, Tarantino do a cut of it? Is that It's not that's the Tarantino the cut. No. Okay. Uh-uh. I heard that he, like, spliced together his own version uh-huh. of it. It's kind of like an entire movie of Lithgow's character from Blowout, right? <laughs> like, that's kind of what it seems like. Um... Well, no, it's, because uh, he's a split. Yeah, it's like split. And but one is a very Lithgow. nice, sweet okay. gentleman, and the other is just complete, uh, very cool psychopath. Wears glasses, shoes gum. And <laughs> oh, that sounds <laughs> fucking awesome. <laughs> that sounds so good. It, it is great. Raising Cane's pretty fun. Oh, and he, he ugh, I don't want to spoil anything. He plays a third role. Yeah, don't, um, don't spoil it. I don't spoil it. I not anything more, but it's great. Did you ever see Gemini Man, the Will Smith movie? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it made me laugh so hard when we got a third Will Smith in that movie. Yeah. And I remember, um, I remember, like, telegraphing. Like, in the movie telegraphs that, like, plot development because there's this mysterious mass or uh, motorcycle helmet Will Smith character. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just riding around, and you're like, who is this guy? And it's like, obviously, it's just another Will Smith Why does he keep punching Chris Rock? Yeah. And uh, I remember, uh, I I saw that movie with Travis, and um, I I really hated that movie. Yeah. And um, Who directed that? Ang Lee. Oh, God. And it was in one of his ultra-high definition. Yeah, with high frame rate. It's horrible. Mm -hmm. I never saw it. Ooh. And... When the third Will Smith takes his helmet, his motorcycle helmet off, 
I remember the woman behind me in the theater said, Oh my God! <laughs> like, out loud. Yeah. And I was like, how did you not see that coming? Yeah. It's like the most obvious twist. Anyway. Uh, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Back to bones. 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 Uh, All about them bones. So, I think we were just getting to, basically, the jump forward to present day mm-hmm. like so so bones is buried underneath his house the bones house and then in modern day 2001 some teens uh buy the house to uh, turn into a nightclub yeah and uh then they like start to explore the building and they walk downstairs yeah, and his dog like, with glowing red eyes yeah, and they, growls at them and they're just like, oh. Yeah, when they like start moving in, they see the dog with red eyes and I think at that point we know that it's Bones. Bones' dog. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. Um, and at one point, uh, our main lead teen boy meets the girl who lives across the street, which is in the neighborhood. Breer's daughter. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Who is yes. the daughter of Bones. Yeah. Uh, we don't we don't find that out until a little later yeah but that's another example of a twist that i don't think is like that no surprising it's, or it's good it's of a twist. shocking yeah you're yeah. just like oh yeah like if his lover and yeah. she's about the age you know like if that was just something that was told to us like from a like the prologue i don't think that would be a big deal right if we just knew that <laughs> uh yeah, so she turns out to be his daughter, but... It's asking a lot of the audience to be that invested in this silly story. Yeah. <laughs> to, to, like, care about a, a reveal like that. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, when they, like, start moving into the house, they, like, start to roam around, and they go into the basement, and they find Jimmy Bones, uh, his remains. Bones. His bones. Yeah, and... Bones, bones. He's, like... The story of Jimmy Bones is, like, a local legend, and there's like a little rhyme about Jimmy Bones. Yeah, he's like Bloody Mary or something. Yeah. And then one of the kids is like, oh, well, this is Jimmy Bones. And they know that because of the, the ring. ring that he's wearing, yeah. which one of them steals, takes off his finger. And uh, later on, when the nightclub officially opens, much to the chagrin of Clifton Powell. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a scene where uh, that that kid who's like the DJ is lured by <laughs> that scene by uh, a woman who is actually just like Jimmy Bones. He what is he? He says something really like oh rude to her when he when he like walks in. And he's like licking that giant blunt. Uh, what does he say? He's you like, look like Snoop Dogg and Drag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, so like in this scene, like when Jimmy Bones wants to like murder the DJ, uh, he and who doesn't? Yeah, he's. Uh, I I'm not sure if he's just playing like mind games with him. If he like somehow got in his head, or if he actually inhabited the body of a woman. Because then when he starts yes. to murder him, he's still the dog. Yeah. That that's a little confusing. I think it's just like he's just messing with his mind. Well, yeah. so by that logic, to everybody, 
else watching? Would Was it just be just... a dog seducing a, a DJ? <laughs> it's just a DJ like making like hard eyes at a dog with a dog, <laughs> and the dog's just like, "Come follow me." <laughs> Did the dog start vomiting maggots? Yeah, yeah, in that, that scene. In that yeah. scene, yeah, okay. Uh, so yeah, so the dog kills the DJ. Uh, what what's that character's name? I don't know. Nobody knows. No. I, it's not I don't important. know anybody's name was other than Jimmy Bones. Uh, I mean, yeah. I don't think that DJ really deserved to die. <laughs> well, <laughs> he, he, yeah, all he really Bones did was... not really a bad guy in this, even though I feel like he, Snoop was marketed as the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. This. Um, but he's not really. He's, no, he's kind of just getting revenge. To get on. revenge, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that but no, DJ that makes him the bad guy. Yeah, that DJ didn't really deserve to die. Yeah. I mean, I guess he stole the ring, but like, yeah, come on. But the 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 ghost of Jimmy Bones, uh, you know, as the dog, just kind of kills whoever kind of comes on the property, right? Because he killed those two white kids. Oh, at the top, at That's the right. top of the movie. Yeah, just because they came in the house. I, I mean, I guess maybe it's like a revenge kind of like sets him but free. But they were also his... committing crime. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, I, I, you know, I thought that was Jimmy Bones' thing. You know, he was anti crime uh, like that, just uh, not his own drug dealing. drug dealing. I guess, yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. They yeah. were drug dealing. They were drug yeah, dealers. So, yeah, I mean, or they were buying drugs to sell because they were going to make some yeah, money. That's right. Deal, yeah. yeah. Um. Did the DJ do anything like that? No, he just stole he the just ring. stole the, the ring. ring. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it feels a little flimsy <laughs> to kill him. Yeah. He was like, "You don't need this anymore," and he yeah. broke off his bone finger. Well, there you go. <laughs> when when Snoop came back, he should have had one less finger. <laughs> uh, yeah. So after that scene, it's like the scene in the nightclub, which is a scene that I kind of liked. Which is where all except the, for the music. The music in that scene's terrible. Uh, yeah, and they're where, all dancing to some yeah. very like generic sounding hip hop uh, song. Uh, when all the the maggots drop down and rain over the crowd. Yeah, I mean, like, there's some. I mean, the special effects in most of this is not very good. Yeah, I mean, the the practical effects I think are fine, but the digital, like yeah. the yeah the. Computer effects are not good. I didn't think the maggots looked very good. They looked pretty... When they, like, get vomited shiny, out. Shiny, uh, yeah, coming out of the mouth. Yeah. But, uh, when, yeah, when it was just, like, maggots falling, like, on food and on the turntable and making the needles It's gross, but it's not scary. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's gross. I almost don't even think this movie wasn't even designed to be, like, a... Re- a traditional horror movie. It was just, like, the studio didn't know what to do with it, so they are just like, well... <laughs> We gotta market it as like a slasher or whatever. Yeah, and it's not that. Yeah. Um, Maybe it would have been better as a slasher. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if if you kind of th- think of it as because we we said that it was like intended to be more of like a slow build, the Ernest Dickerson cut. Maybe that would have been better, like more of a. Because there's like, as you said, like kind of a more socially conscious movie in there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, there are ideas in this movie. It's not like, uh, and, and it's 
kind of original, I guess. Like, yeah. it's not like, it's not like this just like lazy movie, which yeah. is kind of what I always just thought it was. I always just thought it was before I had seen it. Of course, mm-hmm. uh, I always just kind of assumed it was just this attempt at a Snoop Dogg starring. Yeah, and it's like. We're going to put them in a comedy, in the wash. We're going to put them in a horror movie, and we're going to see what sticks. What yeah. works for transitioning Snoop Dogg to movies. Yeah. And it's 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 more interesting than that. It's not very good. Yeah. I, I, it's I, not terrible. I no. think we can... Let's zoom through the rest of the plot. We don't... There's not too much, really, that's all that important. Uh, so you still got to get to Jane Southern Ball. Oh, well, we got a whole other movie. He exacts his revenge on everybody. Yeah. yeah. Except everybody for that, Pam Greer. Everybody that... Was it. present for his murder, yeah. which is Clifton Powell, uh, Ricky Harris, yeah. uh, Michael T. Weiss. Mm-hmm. The worst fat suit you've ever seen. <laughs> Truly so bad. Yeah. Um, and the other actor who whose name I don't know, his character's name is Shotgun. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like his bodyguard or right hand man. Yeah. Uh, he his hand was like really forced to murder. Yeah, bones. But the two the two bad guys both lose their heads. Yeah, yeah. The two guys that are like thrown into hell. Yeah, right. You know, yeah, the, yeah, his friends that betrayed him don't. Yeah, they're not immediately. They like, just get decapitated. Yeah. Ron Selmore is that actor's name. Okay, who's like his bodyguard who has to murder, help murder Jimmy Bones, yeah. and then later becomes like an alcoholic. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, so they're all, like, killed. And then Clifton Powell is, the like, the last one on the list. Who is the father of, like, our main character from present times. Yeah. Uh, and so I guess, like, because of that, that's why we're, like, supposed to be, like, a little emotionally invested on whether yeah. or not he... Patrick is... Our main character, Patrick yeah, yeah. Khalil Kane, is the okay. actor. Um, uh, yeah, so everybody that was like present for the murder of Jimmy Bones is killed. Yeah, uh, heads are cut off. <laughs> <laughs> and again, that is pretty funny when Ricky yeah, Harris. I think head that is, stuff's like kind of yeah. funny. Yeah, special effects wise, I don't know how good it looks. No, but uh, no, the only effect that looked good was that wall of, of hell. Yeah. yeah. They, they spent a lot of money on that. And yeah. also, I think when um, Jimmy Bones is being, uh, like, resurrected, when his body is being, Built. like, reconstructed, yeah. that's not, like, digital effects, right? No, I think it's filmed backwards. Yeah. Yeah. So that didn't... Uh, yeah, yeah the... this... I mean, 2001 is a weird era for movie special effects because it's a transition between practical to mostly digital so this and this movie even kind of represents that transition because it's like really bad digital effects it's the same with with animation yeah computer that was about the time of between polar express and and you know when they had the dead eyes to you know the next era where they look good it was right around then right yeah, uh, this was oh one. Polar yeah. Express was two thousand four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, the, I definitely because that's also like Disney kind of abandons two D animation right yeah. around two thousand one. Yeah. Also, 
for the most part. I mean, obviously, Lilo and Stitch is a 2002 movie, so yeah. that's one we'll talk about. But that's when they really start putting their eggs in the Pixar basket. And yeah. You see all that stuff, so. Yeah. Yeah, there, there are some decent practical effects in this, but then, yeah, there's, like, the scene when he kills Ricky Harris where where Snoop, like, picks up the shards of glass with his mind. <laughs> Like, uh, like the Matrix with like bullets, Mm -hmm. uh, that did not look good. Yeah, yeah. There's some bad effects in this movie. Doggy dog. Doggy dog. Mm -hmm. That's his. That's like his signature line. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, and I could see why. Like, if you were to see the trailer for this, you'd think like, oh, this looks really dumb. Because I remember it's like looked really dumb. It's like for a long time. Like a Snoop Dogg horror movie, and he's his character is like represented by a dog, and there's lines where he says yeah. like "doggy dog." Well, if yeah, it feels like a movie that was written based on the Snoop Dogg yeah. persona as opposed to like yeah, he just happens to be in it, which is I think probably more of the case. Uh, having seen it now, yeah. I think like oh, this is just a movie that just happens to have Snoop Dogg in it. Yeah. Whereas before, I always assumed it was just. Like a Snoop Dogg wholesale vehicle. for yeah. Snoop Dogg, yeah. But like watching the movie, like it, the movie itself has like a little more of its own identity besides just being yeah. like a Snoop Dogg vehicle. It's, it's also just like not fun enough. Which yeah, is, I could, think it's biggest problem. Yeah, it could have more like laughs throughout. Because I mean, the stuff that we like the best in it is like the stuff with the headless. It's like if the whole movie had a similar energy to that, like might have something. Yeah, and, and, and it it doesn't. It's it's yeah. it's it's pretty like I don't know, boring. Yeah. Um. Well, should we just jump to final judgments then, since we have a whole other movie? Yeah, uh, I I don't I don't have too much else to say about Bones. Yeah, I mean it's it's much better than I thought it would be back mm-hmm. in 2001 uh like i didn't want to see it back then because i thought it just looked like a stupid stoop dog horror movie but there's like a little bit more to it watching it now yeah um, i mean if stoop dog did a horror movie in 2022 i'd probably be there like opening weekend yeah, yeah. if i'm being perfectly honest it's funny how uh the state of the industry and stuff kind of changes your perspective whereas back then i would have been like are you kidding me i'm never going to see that piece of shit (laughs) yeah uh but i'll I'll probably go low c on this one Mm -hmm. yeah c minus for me that's why i put it right in the c low c range yeah Uh, yeah it's 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 certainly not terrible by any means it's just it's kind of serviceable yeah yeah and maybe if it's something like that had come out now, it would have been handled a little more competently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, because I, I think like a studio would would maybe uh, like look at something like the Jordan Peele movies, like as or the a, an example. Movies. Yeah, that that slow burn horror movies aren't a death sentence for yeah. your your movies like critical audience or box office like response yeah yeah all right well that's bones c c Uh, minus mm -hmm. and c minus minus. okay all right uh that's bones that's bones 
And I just real quick want to say that this movie would probably make a good double feature with uh, People Under the Stairs, the Wes Craven movie. Yeah. The Tales, another Tales from the Hood. Yeah, for sure, Tales from the Hood, which is also Ernest, directed by Ernest Takerson, one of the shorts. Mm. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, I think so. I could be wrong about that. But I think I'm, People Under the Stairs is a good choice. Just like another... One house location. Another one house yeah. movie, and it's also like a... a socially conscious horror movie yeah i want to give a quick shout for uh, ernest dickerson uh you know the last thing he directed was hmm. one episode of my favorite tv show bosch legacy ah he's doing a lot I'm, of tv these days. A, yeah he is he's primarily doing tv now um but yeah i'm a bosch boy i gotta talk about bosch anytime any chance <laughs> i get he, he also directed like 12 episodes of uh, Bosch proper, the original <laughs> series. Nice. Which is my favorite dad well, show. Well, if you ever do a Bosch podcast, I can get you a couple of the actors from it on here. Oh, I would talk to you about that. I would kill to, Could but I can't even get Andrew to watch it, even though I, I know he'd love it. <laughs> so, Could you, I mean, we could edit this out. Could you tell us one actor that you get on here? Arnold Boslow? No. You know the Voz? I don't know. I just guessed. <laughs> Riff Hutton. Riff Hutton. You can look him up and see who is. I don't know who he plays on it. But he's semi-regular, and uh, oh yeah, oh he's um, yeah I know this guy from like a lot of different things. Oh yeah, like, he's all over the place. Yeah, he's mostly voice actor. He, yeah, his wife Bridget are two of the huge ones in the voiceover industry. He played a Klingon. Yeah, Riff's been all over the place. Nice. Star Trek Generations, mm. a real shitty movie. I know this guy. Well, you know, but I think you've met him. Did you see Airplane? No. Oh, okay. your airplane. My airplane. Yeah. Oh, okay. I did not. All right, but maybe you haven't. But I, he was I probably there for Sinbad. Oh, okay. He was probably there, but I, I don't know that I would have introduced. Yeah, the only famous person I met at Sinbad was uh, Burt Young. Burt Young. Yeah. The legend. Mm-hmm. Which was cool. Mm-hmm. He's still alive, right? Still alive. That's good. Still alive. 81? Uh, Although he looks 101. Uh, uh, all right. Jane Silent Bob time? So that was Bones. Let's move on to Jane Silent Bob. Jane Silent Bones. Strike. Yeah, Jane Silent Bones. <laughs> uh, strike back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, what, fifth movie by Kevin Smith to this point? In the because uh, there's clerks, there's Mallrats, chasing universe. Amy, dogma, and this yeah fifth one. Okay, uh, yeah. So where who, you, who where saw you... this in theaters? I did, and I did. I, this, this was my first. Viewing. You watched this for the first time yesterday. Is yes. that right? Oh yes. boy! I dragged my grandma to see this movie. Mm. Right. Well, I rather I had her take me to see this movie. And uh, I remember being so embarrassed during the, like, cockknocker stuff mm-hmm. at the end of the movie. And it just being like, ah, I'm so sorry, Grandma, <laughs> like, thinking that. Even though I, myself, was having a great time in 2001. Yes. Well, can I, can I say something yeah. at yeah. the outset? Um, I think this was a setup by you guys <laughs> to anger me and to uh, make me watch the most homophobic it's movie I have so ever homophobic. seen in my life. It's uh, so homophobic. And I'm talking, I've, I've seen Cruising. 
So, I mean, this was... This right, cruising's was, good, though. Cruising is great. Uh, okay, I... Uh, what's another homophobic thing like this? Uh, I mean, a lot of comedies from parodies, this uh, Scary, scary movie. movie. Sure. Uh, I thought those were homophobic, but yeah. this was out of control. This yeah. was like, <laughs> its audience is for 14-year-old boys. It has yeah. a shocking and amount. And only 14-year-old boys. It has a shocking amount of jokes that are just only at the expense of gay people. Yeah. 100% gay and dick jokes. Yeah. That like it. Like, the there, there's thing. maybe some, some jokes some gay jokes that you could say are at the expense of certain characters in the movie. There's one moment that I can think of, and that's the, the, um, uh, the Vanderbeek, James Vanderbeek scene. Yeah. And he's like, wow, you're so homophobic. Yeah. To, um, Jason Biggs. Uh, Or like the, like the internet trolls, like the movie poop shoot guys. Like, I, I mean, I could believe that like those characters would like, just say homophobic yeah, stuff. Yeah. Right. But there's just so many jokes in the movie where but it's just... It's always gay is a bad it's thing. It's gay, embarrassing. Yeah. And, it's you like know, gay is punchline. You, you don't want to be gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he... Whole, 100%. Like, where the whole joke is that they're gay. Right. And yeah. he, he undermines any attempt at, like, subverting that with, like, the Jason Biggs stuff or the movie Poop Shoot Forum guys. Mm-hmm. When every other character also just calls stuff gay, like mm-hmm. it's a bad thing, right? It, like, it, like you're, it's like you can't be like making, you can't have a commentary on this like subculture uh, of homophobic people, um, and then also just have your primary characters who are your heroes or whatever just constantly, yeah. like. I'm trying to think of a version. Where having Jay and Silent Bobby homophobic makes sense, but there has to be other characters who push back and try to like modernize their yeah, way of thinking. And they have to learn yeah. No one something. does. Yeah, yeah. Like, like our most normal character is Shannon Elizabeth's mm-hmm. character, and she calls her friend gay. Yeah. all the time, like right. three times in this movie. <laughs> like, right. what the fuck is this? Yeah, I mean, there has to be if you're if you're watching a film the story is somebody that's racist they have to not be racist at the end or pay the price for being racist yeah you know they can't just be racist at the beginning be racist in the middle be racist even more in the third act and all the way to the end you know they have to make a change same thing here otherwise it's just like okay well this is homophobic and at the expense of gay people yeah either the character has to learn a lesson or the audience has to uh learn a lesson for that character (laughs) and and none of that happens of here. That. No, no, they they just succeed. Yeah, they're they're yeah. our heroes. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, uh, shockingly homophobic movie. Like I like expected it, that. It got a lot of hate for this. Like when it came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't remember. I was living in Japan at the time, so I. Okay. I, it wasn't on your radar. Well, no, I don't think it had come out in Japan when I was there. And when I moved back, it was already out of the theaters here. Yeah. So I just missed uh, the whole thing and well, didn't care because I don't like Kevin Smith movies. You know, I like Clerks. <laughs> right. Didn't you know? Didn't it, see anything else after that. It's well, funny that Clerks feels and Clerks is not an unproblematic movie. I mean, not completely anyway. But it's funny how much worse this one feels than Clerks, which was 
seven years before mm-hmm. and made mm-hmm. on a shoestring budget yeah. and without any kind of studio interference because it just got bought by Miramax yeah. and released as is. Whereas this movie, studio heads were like signing off on this. They were yeah. like, yeah, don't change yeah. a thing. Great script. You shoot in 30 yeah. days or whatever. Mr. Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, right. Yeah, and they do jokes, <laughs> the same joke over and over again. <laughs> to you know, diminishing value. I mean, mm-hmm. how many times can you stop a scene and say, "Well, that only happens in a stupid movie, doesn't it?" <laughs> stop, slowly turn and look in the camera. They do it two more times, and yeah. it's not funny. I think it happens four, four or four or, or five. It just keeps happening. It's, I, it's, this is still not funny. We yeah. we noted that when yeah. Andrew and I Andrew and I watched this together, uh, and we noted that because I was just like. How many times can they keep expecting to get away with the same joke? Yeah, yeah. Which it wasn't even funny the first time. Yeah. And uh, I think like the one of the very few reasons that I thought this movie was like kind of alright when I was a kid is that it somewhat resembled like a good Mike Myers movie. Like a good like it's close to like a Wayne's World or a Austin Powers in terms of yes, like madcap characters. I thought they yeah. were going for anarchy and yeah. it just wasn't working. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. And then also like it feels like oh, this should be like a good road movie or whatever. And the most of the road aspects, they're just sitting in the back of the van. Yeah. There's that one scene. Mm-hmm. Where they're in the back of the van that goes mm-hmm. on for like 25 minutes of this movie. And you're yeah. just like, like you don't get any sense of travel or anything. It's just taking place. It could be taking place in yeah. this room. It just happens <laughs> right. to be a van. And it's like. <sighs> yeah. Um, uh, so the. Should we talk about the plot? <laughs> sure. I guess. <laughs> I mean, there isn't much of. No, there's, there's such a flimsy premise. Yeah. Uh, this isn't even a ninety-minute movie, right? This is like an it's, like almost like a two-hour movie. Minutes under two hours, I think it's like an hour and fifty minutes. Yeah, sorry, Dennis. Uh, yeah, sorry <laughs> we made you watch this. I actually didn't even know you were gonna watch this. I thought you were just gonna talk about Bones. No, uh, you know, you know, Dennis, he's got to. Yeah, you do, do it right. Do it right, yeah. or don't do it don't at all. Don't do it at all. That's that's my saying. Yeah. Like, Have I ever said that? famously don't do it wrong or just don't do it don't do it yeah well put thank you i mean i don't know if there's a way to make like a good version of this movie unless it was like a like a sketch at the mtv like movie awards it's a 10 minute at most idea well it's Uh, because you've got these two characters that were minor characters and their first appearance suddenly taking over the lead and they they're they're lame mm-hmm. they're yeah. lame characters they don't have anything really to say no and they're, they're limited to cameo like yeah. glorified yeah. cameos that's that's the extent in which Jay and Silent Bob should exist yeah. there's nothing to do there because Jay is immature and homophobic and Silent Bob doesn't speak so how do yeah. you turn that into a a movie that's like not awful and And, the answer is you can't yeah and even if the movie recognizes that they're thin characters which it does five times directly towards the camera it still doesn't make up for the fact (laughs) that it's been stretched to almost two hours yeah and it's also just not funny we noticed we noticed while watching the end credits of this movie that it was edited by kevin smith and a producer 
which makes so much sense why so much seemingly superfluous uh, information or, like, footage is included in this movie because, like, Kevin Smith didn't have anyone else, like, looking at this movie. <laughs> like, an actual editor would have been able to at least trim 25 minutes off of this movie without losing anything integral to the mm-hmm. plot. And I say that, like, you know, loosely because nothing's really integral to the <laughs> plot of this movie. But yeah. Can I ask, um, yeah. uh, this is kind of off off topic. That's okay. Did Did... The Scooby Doo movies start before or after this? After, because okay. right. uh, Scooby Doo inspired them to start making Scooby Doo movies. Probably not. If yeah. I, actually, now that you mention it, like they were probably aware of the Scooby Doo movies going into going production, into production. Okay. just because of the because uh, that's what like Matthew Lillard and Freddie Prince Jr. Right, yeah. mm-hmm. and there were like actors in this movie that were like part yeah. of that whole scene right yeah like jason certainly would have been some connections yeah. yeah like they were probably aware that that the scooby-doo movies mm. were about okay. to happen because scooby-doo one is a 2002 film okay well, can't go. wait can't wait you coming back for that one dennis I, i'll tell you i would rather watch that than jane <laughs> sure i don't blame you yeah, I, yeah. Uh, all right, so Jane, Silent Bob. Let's let's get through this ridiculous premise because it's it's very stupid. Um, Jay and Silent Bob are just hanging out in front of their in front of the Quick Stop convenience store, just uh-huh. like they do in all the other movies. And uh, I I don't know how they they catch wind that they're oh when uh, Jason Lee and one of his two character cameos yeah in this movie uh playing his character from mole rats in the first scene yeah and then chasing amy in the later scene uh explains that they're making a a jane silent bob blunt man and chronic movie yeah blunt man and chronic is the comic book done by ben affleck and jason lee in chasing amy right that is based on jane silent bob so the, Correct. So the, a movie's been optioned in Hollywood. Yeah. And he asked them, like, if they're getting any money out of it, and they don't even know anything about right. it. So yeah. So they, they go to see... Uh, Holden. Holden, which is Ben Affleck's character from Chasing Amy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he explains the internet... Also playing two characters. Yeah. Also, yeah... Uh, ben Affleck. That scene is one of the few that like i didn't laugh but like i was like ah, all right ben affleck and matt damon like doing the little like acting mm-hmm. warm-up thing i'm like okay that's yeah. a joke or whatever <laughs> but, you know like them playing just like pompous versions of themselves yeah um it's funnier than like the inside jokes the like uh yeah, Ben Affleck sucks. Yeah, but he was really good in Phantoms. You know, Ben Affleck saying that. Yeah. Or this character saying about Ben Affleck's performance. Yeah. Bomb and Phantoms, yo. Yeah. Yeah. Ben Affleck, you the bomb and Phantoms, yo. Uh, I said that to Andrew the other day. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so he, he explains the whole concept of the internet. And they set out on a road trip yeah. to Hollywood. Which, by the way, was that not weird to you guys that they, 
that the internet needed an explanation well i during that time i think that's um, the idea though is that they're so limited to just yeah selling weed outside of quick stop that they don't they don't realize they, they don't, don't know, know it yeah and it, i think it was also a way to explain like movie message boards because like movie poopshoot.com which is the message board in the movie is supposed to be like ain't it cool news right yeah 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 Yeah. that's it yeah uh which was like kind of a relatively new New thing thing at the time well something that might need to be explained to it might be a casual movie goer a casual movie goer yeah yeah but I also don't know if the casual moviegoer is even really going to see this movie. Because, right. Like, this movie, if you aren't aware of mm-hmm. the Kevin Smith characters, mm-hmm. why would you ever go see this movie? I had yeah. no idea who everybody was. Yeah. You know, other than James Donald Bob and <laughs> yeah. the two guys from Clerks. Yeah. I, I've seen most of these movies once. I've seen, yeah, I've seen all of I've seen his first five movies, all of them. Yeah. Like, a couple of them multiple times. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, never mind. I was going to say the first five are, like, what is referred to as the view askew universe. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's where, yeah, because a lot of those characters, yeah. especially in this movie, like, kind of interconnect and yeah. are referred to in other ones. But then they pro- I think they come back and, like, the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Sure. And then and I think... Clerks too. And then I think, like, some Zack and Miri characters show up in Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Just what I know from there the There was another one? There yeah, was a sequel, a sequel to Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Came out, like, last year. Yeah, like, 2019, I think. You're not gonna let me watch that, are you? No. no. <laughs> I didn't watch it. I'm not watching this. Yeah. Or uh, I'm not watching that. Because Kevin Smith movies, I don't know if you guys have seen, I'm sure you haven't watched the trailer for Clerks 3 yet. I watched part of it this morning, and then I think I turned it it off. It is maybe the single most, like, artless movie trailer I've ever seen, like, short of just random people on YouTube who upload movie trailers that they make. It it, it looks so bad. Um, and, and, And not even, like, not even from, like, a conceptual level like obviously conceptually it's a bad idea but like just it looks like like kevin smith's never made a movie before and i'm like what happened to you like like you were never he was never a high art filmmaker or even like yeah there's no kevin smith movie that really like looks very good maybe you could say dogma is like the most interesting looking of them all but like It just looks terrible. Or Clerks, I guess, just because it's black and white. Well, yeah, but that's like aesthetic by accident, right? That was more necessity. <laughs> they had to shoot yeah. in black and white. Um, what's Dennis doing? Dennis is... There's a mosquito in here that's been gnawing on me. Oh, really? And yeah, it just flew in front of my face a second ago. Do you want bug spray? Do you have some in here? Not in here, nah. but in the house. No, I'm fine. Like, we could take another break. No, I'm fine. All right. Uh, yeah, so that's the the plot. And also, what what is the catalyst for them embarking on this road trip to Hollywood? They are it, angered. They want to stop the movie from being made because, because it makes them look gay. gay. <laughs> because yeah. people 
are calling them yeah. uh, what, like pole smokers? Yeah. Or they uh, don't care that they're not getting ball- paid. That doesn't matter to them. No, they're not it's getting money. it's because people are calling yeah. them like ball lickers on yeah. the internet. <laughs> they look like we look like a couple of bitches. Yeah. yeah, it's either you're either gay or a woman, and that's yeah. that's those are the two or the his two heterosexual terms. life mate. Yeah, yeah. Right. So afraid of being gay that he can't even have a, a best friend yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So then they they go on this road trip to Hollywood to set their names straight. They get they get. Uh, I mean, the the plot is so non important, unimportant yeah. to this movie. I mean, I guess the main the main plot, I guess, is that. They hitch a ride with jewel thieves posing as animal activists. Yeah. Who con them into setting a bunch of animals loose as a distraction while they rob a diamond factory or whatever next door. Uh, Yeah. It's some sort of, like, bank vault or whatever. I don't know. Um, Yeah. and, And then... That's they they are wanted by the police thinking they stole the diamonds yeah. or whatever. And and because they like set some animals free, they're also being pursued by uh wildlife police. Federal wildlife Federal <laughs> Wildlife Marshal. Willoughby? Will and Holly. Will and, Will and Holly. Holly, yeah. It's a land of the lost reference. Okay. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, Will and Holly were the yeah. two. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say definitively. <laughs> yeah. Will Ferrell's the funniest part of this movie. The only part of this movie that made me laugh at her. Uh, he's got some line readings yeah. that are f- funnier than probably anything else in the movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. It's not even really, like, funny stuff, but... No. Something about the way Will Ferrell says things yeah. makes me laugh, even even in spite of myself. Like, yeah. I know it's stupid. Like, even though it's, like... Probably like even though it's part of a like a wider gay joke when he at the end when he's talking to Jason Lee and he's just like play it cool hot shot <laughs> like that <laughs> well, that yeah. that makes me laugh that's well and that's funny too because it clear it was clearly an improv improv line. because Jason yeah. Lee's laughing yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh yeah well and, and, play it cool hot shot Jason Lee's character is like heavily implied in Chasing Amy that he's gay. So that's kind uh, yeah. of that, scene. and and that's a whole other thing. Getting into chasing Amy's, that's uh, I'm sure there's some sexual romantic uh, politics in that movie e- that aren't great. Even though I think that is probably Kevin Smith's best movie, there's definitely like a. I think it's Clerks. Uh, there's definitely like a did a, a not get a Criterion. No, no. I know Chasing Amy did. Chasing, chasing Amy is the only one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Clerks never did. It did get that like special edition yeah, from Miramax, Miramax that yeah. looks kind of like a Criterion. Right, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Uh, there, there's very much like a like a not his story to tell aspect yeah, to I Chasing mean, Amy. I, it's funny watching this movie and how like bad and homophobic it is. Yeah, that. The last thing I would want to do is then watch uh, a rewatch of a Kevin Smith movie where he tells yeah. a story about a lesbian, you know, <laughs> and, and like a straight guy, yeah, who falls in love with a lesbian. You're just like <laughs> she just has to meet the right guy. <laughs> yeah, 
like yeah, that no chance. It's it's like yeah, good in that respect. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, definitely better than Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Well, sure, the bar is on the floor. I would yeah. say. Uh, it's. I mean, it's the movie that like kind of kills Kevin Smith as being like a interest. I mean, I, I, well, I don't even he, think it's interesting because I don't really like any of his movies. But like, no, but he was his movies voice. were at least like well regarded at the time and it seemed like he was maturing somewhat and then this comes out and it's just like well and then jersey girl is maybe like an overcorrection in terms of maturity <laughs> like that's i mean i've never seen jersey girl i've so also I, never I seen really it. comment Dennis, on have you nope. seen no yeah. i i don't think i ever will um but like yeah that the whole that whole point of jersey girl is that it's a guy that's forced to grow up to like be a parent to his kid and Mm -hmm. stuff uh and then that movie was written off as being like saccharine and bad yeah Um, yeah he uh i think kevin smith said that people thought of it as like geely 2 yeah i mean that's a that's a rough time period for ben affleck oh four so right but, uh, yeah, I mean, this is kind of like, this is the last, still, this, in a, a lot of ways, this feels like the last proper Kevin Smith movie. Yeah. It's, like, what I think of as yeah, the Kevin Smith yeah, career. Definitely the end of, like, uh, a phase of his career. Yeah. yeah. Was this George Carlin's last performance? He's film? in Jersey Girl. He is, okay. A couple of years later, right. yeah. So he, he didn't go out on a gay joke. No. <laughs> okay. I'll take he, a shot in the mouth. Guess me where I'm going. Because he, he didn't die until the mid-2000s, right? Okay. Right? Yeah. He... Yeah. So, like, Carlin's kind of a Kevin Smith player at this point because he's in Dogma. Dogma, He's yeah. the priest. Uh, he's in this, obviously, as the... Uh, hitchhiker. Hitchhiker. Uh, and then he's he's in Jersey Girl. I think that's it. So three Did movies. Carrie so. Fisher ever do any Kevin Smith before this? I don't think so. She doesn't show up in. I don't think no, there's so many so. cameos in this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I I think it's just because Kevin Smith's a big Star Wars fan that yeah. he was able to get her for oh, this. Okay. Yeah, and Mark uh, Hamill. Yeah, well. and Mark Hamill is cock knocker. <laughs> Hilarious. But even another one, <laughs> it just in the name. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. But Carrie Fisher does have a cameo in uh, Scream 3, which features a cameo from um, Jay and Silent Bob, right. which I just read today is the reason that Kevin Smith decided to do a Jay and Silent Bob movie, or which affirmed his but uh, his belief that they... Reaction. Yeah, because apparently <laughs> people work. liked uh, seeing Jay and Silent Bob in Scream 3, so he was like, oh, maybe people do want a Jay it's, and Silent Bob movie. It's funny because I think I saw Scream 3 before I had seen any Kevin Smith movies. Mm-hmm. And I was like, who the fuck are these weird guys yeah. in yeah. this? Like, it yeah. definitely did not like wet my beak. And like, yeah. oh, got to get more of those two strange looking yeah. characters. It, yeah, it's definitely weird that the Scream movies and the Kevin Smith universe are connected in a weird way. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that this movie is... And then Wes Craven's in, uh, in 
Strike Back. Yeah. yeah. Wes Craven is Gus Wes. Van Sant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have to believe Gus Van Sant didn't read the script at all, given that Gus Van Sant is like a famous like LGBT mm-hmm. filmmaker, right? Like, uh, well, I did. R- read this is also according to imdb trivia so i don't know how true it is but uh kevin smith gave miramax the script to goodwill hunting like got the ball rolling on goodwill oh, hunting like he passed it along to weinstein or whoever well, yeah i i uh, that makes sense i yeah. just mean like gus van sant probably didn't really know what the rest of this movie was save for his <laughs> scene and that like again maybe that's one of the funnier scenes and i mm-hmm. put funnier in air quotes <laughs> gus van Sant just counting his money yeah while making goodwill hunting too it's yeah. not funny but it's like at least a joke yeah. there's something there right well my understanding of the goodwill hunting uh evolution is through the guitar player in my band who was an actor and he was mm-hmm. friends with Matt and Ben from doing School Ties with uh-huh. them. Mm-hmm. And they had been working on it then. Um, but it was a very different movie oh, okay. <laughs> it was. It was almost a thriller yeah. about mm-hmm. a math genius that's recruited by the government. Mm-hmm. Rob Reiner got a hold of it. It could have been a cool movie in a different way. Yeah. <laughs> Rob Reiner at Castle Rock um, yeah. got a hold of it and had an option paying those guys to do it. But he hated the script. Um, so he got it to William Goldman, who mm. did a punch up on it and changed the whole theme and the whole feel yeah, of it. And it's, like it's a actually a William Goldman film. That's <laughs> you know? that's his script that's that his basically script, got yeah. made. Hmm. Yeah, I can kind of and believe then, that. Then that happened with Kevin Smith. Yeah, I guess Kevin Max. Smith gave it to the Weinstein's, and then it yeah. got made. Huh. So when they joke about uh, in the in Jane and Bob about like owing a favor to somebody and then they look at the camera it's yeah. very funny very funny uh that i think is what is being referred to i think you're right yeah now dennis you saw the last duel right yes you liked it right ben affleck's great excellent ben affleck perform- it's my favorite ben affleck performance mm-hmm. and I, I i'm not bringing this up to the clown on andrew for not still not watching the copy of the last <laughs> duel i gave him like Last year. <laughs> uh, it seems to be a thing with last movies. Last Duel, Last of Sheila. Yeah, it's the last oh. It's the last movie I'm going to get around to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, that's, a, that's a good movie, written by Avlek and Damon and uh, Nicole Hall of Center. Yeah. And I love the way that they wrote each segment. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't, I didn't realize that right? at first. Yeah, they yeah. didn't share anything. I don't think so. Yeah, I think it's just right. like three separate segments that they each wrote. I mean, obviously they had to tell the same basic like mm-hmm. through line or whatever. But like, yeah, I, I thought that, uh, that's a fun movie. Uh, very like Rashomon esque terms of like. I mean, a little bit. It's it's not really a mystery. It but it's just offering different perspectives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was terrific. One of the best last year. Yeah. Sounds like I should see it. <laughs> oh, geez. If only someone had been telling you this for like months and months. Uh, uh, I will watch it. Yeah, sure. Promise. Yeah. Just like you're going to watch my copy of Come On, Come On that I let you borrow. Yeah, I'm going to watch that. I did just watch uh, House of Gucci the other night. 
You made time for House of Gucci before. <laughs> Uh, I had a duel? I had a, a guest over that wanted to watch House of Gucci, so that's why. But yes, I did watch that before I watched a bunch of other twenty twenty one movies. House I, of Gucci is also like two and a half hours long. I noticed. <laughs> it feels two and a half hours yeah. long. You know, which is too bad because the first like 10, 15 minutes, I was engaged. And yeah, I was thinking, oh, this is gonna be fun. Yeah, this is gonna. And then all of a sudden, the air is let out of the balloon. It really feels, quick. It feels almost like, like a, like a riff on like a Scorsese, like Goodfellas, yeah. kind of in like the oh, lots of pop songs. It's moving fast and mm-hmm. stuff. And then and then it tries once it delves into the actual like true crime elements. You're just like, jeez, I don't fucking care. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. It was, actually, for me, it was when Al Pacino was out of the scene. Yeah, Pacino's uh, great in that movie. Because Pacino's the great not, not interested the most, the best performance, most interesting character. Everyone is no longer in it. Yeah, everyone talks about the Jared Leto performance, like, oh my god, you won't believe what he's doing. But like, Pacino's the the good version of what people say about Jared Leto in that movie. Leto's doing a cartoon character. Yeah. yeah. But Pacino is I mean, doing like a big performance, yeah, but it's actually like fun. Pacino's still doing like a cartoon Italian accent. Yeah. But he's but still it, like I mean, I was laughing at Pacino in a good way. He's still able I mean he's yeah. still Pacino. Yeah. yeah. Uh not a great movie. <laughs> Has some yeah. Gucci. It felt more like a uh like a Ryan Murphy show. Yeah, like you a, definitely picked the wrong Ridley Scott from last year. Well, I, I, I mean, I'll, I'll just say I didn't pick it. I watched it mm-hmm. again because I had somebody over that chose it. Why did they get to choose? Because I had uh, it was I had a guesting that chose I chose a movie the the previous night, which was Uncut Gems, and they uh, didn't like it. And then the next day, they were like, well, I want to watch House of Gucci. Uh, you don't like Uncut Gems? Uncut Gems. <laughs> don't get me started. Uncut Gems, A-plus film, Dennis. I give it an A-minus, strictly based on uh, Sandler's performance. The Sandman's the, the, never the, been better. No, he was fantastic. My problem with it is... His character starts out as an asshole and ends as an asshole. Nothing happens to I've him. I've got no problem with that. Nothing happens. He doesn't make any kind of change. But he does die. He does get uh, shot. Spoiler okay. alert for 2019. <laughs> All right, good. At least <laughs> but, he dies, though. <laughs> it's a. It's more of a... It's more character that's growth. That's just a shocking ending. Yeah. That's just a shocking ending. It, it's not a character arc in any way, well, shape, or form. It, at least he it, faces consequences. It takes place over, like, like a couple days, Dennis. How is he going to grow that much? And He's got a problem. Also... <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, that movie rules. I, I, I think it's a good movie. I think it's a good movie. Too, I, I like on his performance. That's, a, to me, a movie that they could have... I mean, aside from all, like, the, the modern references, like could have been a 70s movie. Yeah. And is better than, like, some, like, 70s, like, crime movies. You know what I would have liked? I would have liked to have come close to him changed, to have him close to realization of what a shit he is. Mm. And then die. That's a 70s, that's a 70s thing. How do you, how do you you feel about Good Time, which is a very similar movie? I, I liked Good Time a lot. Yeah. 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 
that yeah that to me is it's i like it a, a lot but it's more like uh like it's more a movie where i just like noticed uh, noticed the references mm-hmm. as opposed to like its own thing i mean it's still good but yeah. i was just like oh well, this, both is, are very this is kind of like stuff. after hours and uh yeah. miracle mile and that kind of thing yeah great soundtrack on yeah on uh, both movies both movies but good time especially i prefer that soundtrack I mean, both are done by one of Tricks Point Never guy, Daniel Lobaton. Yeah. 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 I have both soundtracks on vinyl, and they're both great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Uncut Gems. Great film. It's my favorite movie of 2019. Good film. Oh, it's very close now between that and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, though, for 2019. Mm. That's, That's still a year I think about a lot. Maybe because it felt feels like the last real movie year that we've had, and every yeah. movie year we've had yeah. since has not really felt yeah. quite like it. Yeah, like the last couple of years, I've like I've seen like twenty movies. Yeah, last year was which is not like a lot. Twenty twenty was an awful movie year, uh, and like yeah, I only saw like maybe twenty. But it's last it's year interesting. Was a I'm I'm doing I'm doing letterbox rankings yeah. of films from every year that I've seen. Like you gotta, I that. think you might have those set to private. Oh, really? You can't because I, I went to look at your 2002 okay. list the other day and I couldn't find it. All right, I'll I'll check those. But okay. um, uh, it's surprising how many movies I saw from the late 70s through the early 90s, and then there's a severe drop off. But I mean, uh, I'm talking like 60 movies a year. Yeah, you know, and then all of a sudden. Money. Yeah. <laughs> so like, it, either I lost interest or just life got ahead of me or whatever. We we did that thing in lockdown over Zoom when we had our movie nights and um uh similar similar thing um because we were we did we pick a year we're not picking a year, but we would do a year basically every week when we would meet up on Zoom and um you know, like 2002, part of the reason why we did the show is because that was the year both of us had seen the most movies we'd ever seen from any year. And what, how many was that, do you think? Uh, I can tell you from my original list because I haven't updated it since we started doing the show. For for me, it was like 130. Jeez. It was, it's over, it's, yeah. Um, I can tell you. Right. <laughs> which, which means that we will be covering more than 130 yeah. movies on this uh, episode. Seriously, I don't think I'm this uh, much show. over 60 in my highest. Um, let's see. For me, it's 113. Wow, so that's that was, and I, I haven't updated this list because there are some movies that we've now watched that I could add to this list, but I'm doing a separate ranking just for the show hmm. as I get my most up-to-date opinions. But anyway, I digress. So there was a similar phenomenon, though, where it's like the mid, the mid-aughts, you know, we, we were seeing so many movies, like three yeah. movies a weekend, you know. And like movies we didn't even care about. Yeah, really. we would just go to go. To go. Uh, like derailed with Clive Owen. That's a movie I always think about as being like 
why did we see that movie? We just saw that movie to go see a movie. Yeah. And um and then and then kind of like in the twenty tens, at least for me, it, it drops off a cliff. Like mm-hmm. you know, I moved away and then I just stopped going to the movies just to go. And I would be much more purposeful about movies. And also I lived in an area that didn't get a lot of the cool movies, like living in LA you wouldn't right. have access to. So it's interesting to see that happen. Yeah. Yes, all of my lists are private. Okay, okay. So, I thought so, because I went to reference your 2002 list for something. And, yeah. Because uh, well, you're being nosy. So if... Uh, well, you told me you made <laughs> it, so I wanted yeah. to look you, at Yeah, you also told me you made it. As a matter of fact, if anybody wants to follow me on Letterboxd, my, I am at uh, LBC. Yeah. DHG in LBC. Yeah. So follow me on Letterboxd. All right. And you'll see that Dennis has opinions. Okay. Dennis has opinions. Yeah. We didn't talk about Michael Wincott in Nope. What a great, like a phoenix rising from the ashes. Mm-hmm. I hadn't seen Michael Wincott in anything in a long yeah. time. And yeah, then he's uh, awesome in that movie. Yeah. It's true. It, it was really nice to see Michael Wincott just like out of nowhere in a movie giving like a pretty solid performance the best reading of purple people eater i've yeah. ever heard in my life yeah, yeah. and it, it's it, really good it makes me wonder if that was like scripted or yeah. if it was just something that was like hey you got a, an amazing voice yeah. sing this or recite it and that's what they got yeah yeah I yeah I mean every time I think like oh Jordan Peele as a filmmaker gets too much hype or whatever I'm like no he mm-hmm. doesn't like he's he's a genuine unicorn in this day and age in yeah. Hollywood like not a lot of people are doing what he's doing and he's doing it with studio money yeah it's it's amazing uh, I think us is still my favorite of the three but they're I think they're all really good it's got to be Get Out for me. I, w- I would say get out, but I want to see Nope one more time because it could, could bump get out. Yeah. I mean, just the more we're even like talking about it right now, it, it might like creep up to my number one spot. Mm-hmm. I like enjoyed it so much more the second time seeing yeah. it. Well, I think it's nice too that you can kind of focus less on the mystery of it with a second viewing that's and true, focus yeah. more on the subtext mm-hmm. because I think it's a, we're, we're just talking about Nope again now we haven't even wrapped <laughs> up James out of Bob but like it's a movie that it's open to so much interpretation and it's about so many different things like as we were watching it I was thinking like oh this is a movie that's clearly about like the way um you know like black people are treated in Hollywood mm-hmm it's a movie about the way animals are treated animals and child child actors actors. yeah Yeah. um and yeah i don't it's it's about all of that and then and then i read uh, some other interesting sort of takes on it i don't know it's a very interesting movie and the fact that it's also wrapped up in a blockbuster akin to like jaws or whatever i know you drew the comparison to jaws on letterboxd Mm -hmm. but it, it is very like kind of similar to Jaws in a lot of ways, which yeah. is the ultimate blockbuster. And Us has a scene that is modeled meticulously after a scene from Jaws. A what? 
Yeah, Tim Heidecker says, a what? <laughs> Just like the guy from Jaws. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but That's uh, a tiger shark. <laughs> a what? <laughs> it's the funniest part of Jaws. <laughs> and it's not a part that gets quoted okay. a lot. So which is, which is more obnoxious, the a what? Or, oh, no. Oh. oh. From, uh, from Greece. From Greece. Yes. I gotta, I gotta give uh. it to the uh, from Greece. It, it, it truly, it makes you uncomfortable watching that. <laughs> because you're just like, what is he doing that for? Yeah. What is that reaction? I uh, think it but, was a, it was kind of what he did in Welcome Back, Cotter. Mm, I think it was, okay. a, you know, a callback to it was, that. Oh well, yeah, I mean, like that's what they say about like, Clooney. Know. Clooney had all these tendencies as an actor early in his career that he did on like ER and stuff. So maybe maybe <laughs> that makes facts sense. of life. Yeah, he kept going back to those years. <laughs> Terrible. Um, but yeah, nope, good movie. Nope, good movie. Uh, Jane, Silent Bob, Strike Back. Not a good bad movie. movie. Quite bad. Yeah. Uh, uh, just, just a side thing. I know I'm like digressing even more, but about Michael Wincott being in uh, Nope, I did, <laughs> I did read an interesting speculation that uh, uh, he was asked to be in the movie because he was present during the Brandon Lee incident on The Crow. Mm. Which, I mean, I don't know if that's true, but it would, like, make sense considering some of the things that happened the in Nope and, yeah. you know, traumatic, spe- traumatic speaking experience. to some of the wider themes of yeah. Nope. I mean, I, I don't know if that's true, but thought it was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, in Nope, like, I, I, I guess I don't want to spoil too much but it's it's literally about something that like chews you up and spits you out and that that is like the perfect analogy for mm-hmm. hollywood the yeah. industry as a whole you know yeah it's, it's a it's a very good movie that makes me and I, i've thought about it a lot since yeah. i saw it um which is the best compliment you can give a yeah. movie yeah any movie that sticks with that you makes you think yeah, yeah. And us did that same thing. Yeah. And Get Out did it about a year later as I was just, you know, I, I got I got its major themes, but underlying stuff just yeah. hit me later yeah. on. Just like, what the hell? Yeah. yeah. And I think to people who think that it uh, just has like a bunch of ideas going for it that don't really like cohere or like form like a, like a narrative, like a movie... I would just say see it again. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the beauty of it, because you don't have to focus on some of the aspects of it. You can Yeah. You can focus on subtext and various other parts yeah. of it. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. But again, Jane's on Bob. Jane's back. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on Nope Discussion. Yeah. I mean, that's... that's a lot more fun to talk about. We got We realize we got to finish up with the assignment right. well, let's, on hand. let's... Let's wrap up the the final thoughts on well oh, do we do we have any, well I mean, maybe not like wrap up the plot because we could probably just rattle that off in one sentence but do we have any like final thoughts about certain scenes in the last like hour did of the movie? anything make you laugh in jane song bob strike back this it's okay if it's if no 
I get And it. it's also okay if, yes, we won't <laughs> judge you. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I laughed. I'm trying it. to remember if he, anything even made me crack a smile. Like, okay, all right. Uh, what about the part where it's the fugitive parody and and the monkey pulls them onto that ledge? Yeah. And then Will Ferrell is falling off of the dam and he mm-hmm. turns around and he just says, hey, yeah, I mean, it's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not really funny, but it kind of is. Dietrich yeah. Bader chasing them, saying, hey, they don't have passes. Yeah. And that kind of made me go, oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> but even yeah. Dietrich Bader, like, his character, uh, like, turns into kind of, like, a gay joke again. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, really, it's really stunning in a way. How often it just devolves to that. Like, he just defaults to it. Yeah. Anytime he doesn't know how to end a, end a joke or, you know, deliver a punchline, it's just like, well, let's well, make it a gay thing. Yeah. Right. This movie is really a relic in that way. Mm-hmm. It's maybe more so than, like, even Slackers, which I kind of had thought was the probably the most homophobic movie yeah. we would cover. Yeah, just because maybe because this movie I think uh, doesn't know that it's being as homophobic as well, it is. Yeah, it, is. <laughs> it thinks yeah. it's being subversive. Yeah, or not, like edgy or yeah, maybe even progressive. But it's uh, no, it's not. I I am curious about uh, sorority boys. How that one's gonna look once we get to that. I don't know. I, mean, that movie? I haven't seen it I mean, since two thousand two. You've you've seen Sorority Boys? Oh, I saw it in theaters. Oh. Opening night. Who's oh, in it? Very cool. Uh, you got Harlan Williams. Uh, very. <laughs> oh, uh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> You're not coming on that one. No. Michael Rosenbaum. Right? Michael Rosenbaum and, uh, and Barry, Barry Watson. Barry Watson. Yeah. Yeah. So two like CW actors yeah. and then Harlan Williams. And they Harlan uh, Williams was Rocket Man, right? Yeah, that's who he is. And he is in Sister Mary Gallagher, uh, Mary Catherine Gallagher. Yes, superstar. Yeah, and he was the hitchhiker from There's Something About Mary. Yeah, and the cop from Dumb and Dumber. They're frat boys who have to dress up as women. Yeah, that's the the hard pass. (laughs) Yeah, well, I would pass too, but I'm not able to since I've. Signed a lifetime contract to this stupid podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, nothing Nothing really made me laugh, laugh. No. Yeah. No, same here. Uh, I think I laughed maybe a couple of times. The only one I can specifically remember... Oh, God, this makes me sound like I'm 12. Oh, there were two I can specifically That'll, that'll make me ask my next question. Go on. Okay. Go on. One was when Allie Larder uh, does her acrobatics through the lasers okay. and rips yes. a fart at the yes. end. That, that was stupid, but I went, oh, of course. I, <laughs> yeah. I, that's, that's what I said was, of course. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that, and then the other one I remember is when Kevin Smith is... So the other jokes that it... It, the only other like type of joke I can really think of in this movie is 
is, are fat jokes. Yeah. It does gay jokes 95% of the time, and then the rest are just fat jokes. Um, and But the one that did kind of, like, make me laugh, and again, it was probably just mostly just because the way Will Ferrell says things sometimes is mm-hmm. funny to me, even though I think, like, oh, this is not, like, high-level humor. No, like, his but, delivery is most of the reason that it's funny. But when he's... He's like, I'm going to shoot you in your bulbous ass or whatever he <laughs> says. <laughs> and that, as you can tell by Andrew's reaction, made us both <laughs> laugh out loud. Okay. So how old were you guys when this movie came out? Uh, 2001, I would have been. right? Uh, no. T- well, oh, when, did it, when did it come out in 2001? August? August? Late August? So I would have been 13 going on 14. Yeah. So, and Andrew, you were the same, right about that. Four, yeah, he would have been 14. You were the target audience for the or audience for yeah, this movie. Yeah, of course. You know, this movie was meant for you guys yeah. at that age. And it's not even it's not even meant for 13-year-olds now. No. It's meant for people who were 13 in 2001, and that's it. Yeah. Well, I, and I, I will add this to it. As, as a gay man, I'm going to add my perspective to that mentality of if I was a 14-year-old boy who was struggling with my sexuality and had seen that movie, um, I would have crawled back into the closet. This is how how people think I am. This is how people think we are, you know, Mm -hmm. as as a a group, as a minority. That this is how gay people are viewed. I better not be gay. Yeah. And I actually had to do that when I was young uh, because of something my father said. Uh, that made me reject anything about being gay until I was almost a full adult, you know. So I get it. Yeah, you know that's that's a rough thing to deal with, and mm. I yeah. think that uh, Kevin Smith should be ashamed. Thank you. I'm off my soapbox now. <laughs> no, that's a, that's no, no. a good perspective. That like as a straight guy, I not that I couldn't ever consider it or empathize, but it, I it wouldn't be my first reaction, right? You know. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's probably a movie that because it has really any kind of zero cultural value, it doesn't add anything. Um, cause it's certainly not a good film and it's definitely not funny. Um, it, it's a movie that I'm, I'm sure you could argue very easily did more harm than it did good. Exactly. Um, What were the critics like on that? Pretty mixed, I'd say. Uh, I want to say fairly negative. I actually haven't looked it up, so we could all guess. Yeah, uh, I was going to say that it was probably like like in the high 50s on Mm. Rotten Tomatoes. Like 58. Can I guess, Dennis? Well, I would hope it would be lower in the critic side. (laughs) I'm sure the audience side is much higher. Yeah. Uh, I mean, much higher. It's probably it always a, is a sixty. I'll say sixty forty split between critics and audience. Fifty three percent critics. Mm. That's the that's tomato meter. Yeah. Okay. Um, audience score on Rotten Tomatoes is seventy five. Mm-hmm. Are you pulling up the cinema score, Andrew? Let me pull that up right now. The um, screen grab on Rotten Tomatoes is the billboard of Ben Affleck that they do the E.T. parody across. Mm-hmm. 
And it's Moonraper. Boy, that's never been done before. Yeah. <laughs> E.T. flying across the moon with somebody. Oh. Uh, Hilarious. Do, do we have a guess on the cinema score, which is the what audiences were polled on an ABCDF scale? I'll B. say A minus. Uh, I will not guess because I just got a very good look at it. So, Dennis, do you have a guess? Yes, B. Is a B plus. Okay, you got a minus. What's the difference? Yeah. yeah, I mean that when we were doing on uh, the was the monsoon wedding episode where we did all the uh, yeah. cinema score catch up. Uh-huh. Um, we kept splitting the difference. It's the thing. Of, I feel like I tend to go high when I'm guessing it because the thing about the cinema score is that no matter the movie, it's always higher than you would expect. Right. Like. The one that blew us away was Rollerball. Yeah, Rollerball had like a, a B, right? That's it was a amazing. B or a B plus. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that is <laughs> that is a dreadful film. Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah. Uh and also I don't think we talked about this, but uh Glad issued a statement. Uh, when oh. before this movie I didn't know that. came out, uh, that it What's was glad exactly. <laughs> what what is it, Dennis? I don't know. Gay and lesbian anti defamation. defamation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, basically, just issued a statement that it was like damaging mm. and harmful to the community. It it is. I mean, it's, absolutely. It's really uh, not debatable. Yeah. I, I don't think. I'm sure, because Kevin Smith, I don't know if either of you are too aware of his persona these days, kind of, he had that... He had a heart attack. He had that very widow-maker heart attack that would have killed him, if not for a very strange set of circumstances that allowed him to survive. Um, But he has a very, like, wholesome... I mean, he's still Kevin Smith, but he's very... Like, he posted pictures of himself crying uh, after watching, like, a Star Wars series because Mm -hmm. he felt that, like, it represented women getting a place in the Star Wars universe. Mm -hmm. Something like that, you know? I mean, like, like, that's fine. I'm I'm not judging him for that. But, like, he has a very, like kind of tender persona these days Mm -hmm. and i'm sure if you got him in a room he would say yeah that i regret that movie but like does he really you know i I mean (laughs) like i i would it would be a i would love to hear a non-pr response from him about this movie because it really is kind of like all of my worst assumptions (laughs) about a kevin smith movie in one like on rewatch because yeah. I hadn't seen this movie in a very long time. And well, in two thousand one, after Glad issued that statement, he wrote like a really long response, like on his website's message board, defending the movie and saying that it's like not homophobic and saying that like it's a satire and all that stuff. Uh, and it is not uh, a very good <laughs> defense. No, it's him. Not wanting to bury his movie that hadn't come out yet or whatever. Yeah. Well, to be a satire, there has to be, like, a point. Yeah. (laughs) And there's no point to any of the jokes other than he just wants to make them. 
what's a bummer is I read uh, Ebert's review recently, which is like a, a fairly positive review. It's mm-hmm. like a three star review, and he ends it with like a quote from uh, Kevin Smith's uh, like defense of the movie. Yeah, yeah. E- Ebert didn't always have yeah. what I would deem the right opinion. I know mm-hmm. opinions are, of course, subjective. That's yeah. the nature of opinions. But, like, sometimes there's clearly being on the right side of yeah. history with certain things. And yeah. sometimes you were... I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, I think he was just like, yeah, glad picked the wrong target with this one. But I'm like, is that Ebert, is that your... <laughs> is that your call? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ebert, Ebert, a straight guy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's not my call. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Uh, are, are we ready to wrap up? I got nothing else really I, to say. I did, I, this is like very like out of nowhere and I know it's like getting very late, but I did, I was curious if you guys wanted to play a very short trivia game. I'm always down for trivia. Considering this is, uh, the, the last movie we talked about, Jane and Silent Bob, is a movie about like Hollywood and there's a lot of like. Uh, movies in the movie that like aren't real mm-hmm. would it be okay if I name a few fictional films from movies and you tell me what movie they're from I don't know you wouldn't play my game last night that I was trying to get you guys I got into it and, yeah. I think I was asleep I'm okay, sorry alright all right. Likely or I was busy <laughs> yeah busy busy not even finishing Bones <laughs> <laughs> I finished Bones this afternoon all right, okay. let's do it. So I'll, I'll name a film within a film, and you tell me what the, the movie is. Can you give me an example of what you mean by this? Just to like give movie. away one of the answers. Well, so for example, in uh, Jane Silent Bob, it would... M- Moonraper or Goodwill Hunting 2. Hunting, hunting season. season. Yeah. Like, okay. So I name a movie that's in a movie. A fake movie. A fake movie. A, okay, yeah. okay. And okay, you tell okay, me I what, get it, I get it. Yeah. what movie it's in. Now, is this okay. a free-for-all? Or are you calling on Dennis and uh, calling on me for a different Or our names are a buzzer. Uh, you can tap on the counter. Shouldn't we just say I our say names, names instead? Yeah. Our names are our buzzer. Yeah. Dennis. So Dennis says Dennis. Okay. I say Dennis. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Can Can you say Dan and I say Dan? So we can't. Dan and Dan. <laughs> Dan. Dan and Dan. <laughs> no, I said it was, I said your name because you have to answer. Okay. Should, oh, okay. should I start with a, like a hard one or a very easy, easy. one? Easy. Let's let's work our way into this. Uh, big fat liar. Wait, I thought you were naming the fake movie. That there is a there is a oh, big fat liar and a Dan, movie. Big fat liar. You got it, Dan. Yeah, the okay. movie is Big Fat Liar. That's so that's okay. Liar. One trick question. One okay. point for Dan. Yeah. All right. Uh, the next the next movie is Coed Frenzy. Yeah, I can tell Dennis knows this one. It's not coming to me. Uh, uh, John Landis movie? Uh, it's The movie is, a, I'll give you a hint, an 80s slasher movie. Dennis. Dennis? Oh, a slasher movie or a horror film? Slasher horror say film. American Werewolf in London. That is incorrect. Yeah. I don't have a guess. The answer is Blowout. Oh, that's it's oh, the, yeah, yeah, that's, that's like great. one of my all-time favorite yeah, movies. That's a great one. Uh, oh, I remembered the movie within the movie in American Werewolf. What's that? See you next uh, Wednesday. 
Oh, okay. That's the porno film that is playing and that uh, they go see at the end. But that's an that's a John Landis reference. Yeah. All his movies have a poster or a line that says that. See you next week. I fucking hate John Landis. Oh yeah, fuck John. <laughs> fuck, <laughs> fuck John Landis. This is a fuck John Landis podcast. Uh okay. Murderer. Next one. There I said. Yes. Sue me, motherfucker. <laughs> With a creep kid too. Keep rolling, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, next one. Yeah. Angels with filthy souls. Dan. Oh, shit. I was Home alone. Dan got it. That's two points for Dan. I, I had just had to remember to say my I name. I couldn't remember to say my name. <laughs> I know. I was like, I know. Do I get a point for remembering my name at some point? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Dennis. I'm going to pre-guess. I'm going to try to pre-guess this okay. without you even getting like the, an answer. Like the, when people ring in on Jeopardy when yes. they're just smashing the buzzer. Okay, the answer is um, a clockwork orange. <laughs> no. Damn it! Uh, I forgot to say my name, too. Okay, so <laughs> this... Suck at games. So this is a movie that, that has a couple fake movies in it, uh, and those movies are called Chubby Rain... And Dan. Dan. Oh, damn it. Wait, wait, who got it? Who got Dan it? Did. Dan, what is it? It's Bowfinger. It's yeah. Bowfinger. I was going to say Chubby Rain and Fake Purse Ninjas. Filmed in beautiful downtown Long Beach. Uh, yeah, that's right. It's yeah. a good movie. Bowfinger right on Pine movie. Street. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought this would be a fun trivia considering yes. the movie mm-hmm. that we're covering. It's more fun than the movie that Definitely. we're covering. Uh, okay, next, next one. Home for Purim. Dennis. Dennis. For your consideration. That is right. I I just got it right as you. So that's in. one for Dennis, two for Dan. Three for Dan. Three for Dan. Uh, I thought I only had two. I think he only had two. I think he has three. You got Home Alone. You got the uh, Chubby Rain, and you got the first one. What was the first one? Oh. Uh. No, nobody got Blowout. Yeah, but there was one before Blowout. Yeah, there was one before Blowout. Oh, that's right. We start with an easy one. It was uh, Big Fat Liar. Yeah, three that's to right. one. Yeah, so three to one. Yeah. Okay. What do I win? <laughs> Whatever you want. The chance to go home. To, yeah. and, to yes. say goodnight on this podcast. <laughs> Sweet relief. Sweet merciful <laughs> sleep. <laughs> You know, most game show hosts have the question ready to go, Andrew. <laughs> looking it up on a laptop. <laughs> uh, all right. Gandhi 2. Mm. Oh, fuck. I can see it because he's a Dan. Dan. Gandhi. UHF. It is UHF. Yeah. So yeah. that's four for Dan, Gandhi, one Gandhi for Dennis. Ass in that one, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like Rambo. <laughs> yeah. I used to be good at trivia before my strokes. <laughs> All right, this this one's a little bit of a deep cut, but okay. if you've seen this movie, which I know you both have, you might remember it. Okay. So the name of the movie in this movie is called Coming Up Daisy, and it is a romantic comedy with Claire Danes. Dan. I don't know what he 
Dan. State and Maine? Nope, not State and Maine. I could tell, though, that you you remember loosely what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Player things in a movie that has yeah. a movie. A, a rom-com with Claire Danes that's in the movie. I don't Claire Danes movies other than Romeo and Juliet. Well, it's it's not. It's the movie in the movie. And Claire Danes is not in the movie. She's only in the movie that's in the movie. She's Oh, oh, okay. And I think it's Claire Danes and... Once again, Alex Trebek, he's right on top of things. Yeah. He's ready to go. Yeah. You know, we really took Trebek Yeah, I, I haven't w- watched this movie in a little bit, but I think it's Claire Danes and Channing Tatum, maybe, but it's supposed to look like a, like kind of a Nicholas Sparks kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, I think I remember it. It doesn't mean anything to me. I'm sorry. All right. Well, we'll move on. That one is Burn After Reading. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that. Yeah. Uh it's I don't even know I don't even remember if you actually see Claire Danes. I think you do. Yeah. Referenced okay. We were just talking about Burn After Reading you and know, I yeah. the other day. Yeah. Was it the other day or was it, uh, it was several months ago? ago. I don't know. <laughs> Everything runs yeah, together now. No, no, time means nothing yeah, to me anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, pandemic. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, we can make this one the last one, or I'm sorry, second to last so one. So this is this is going to be worth like ten points. This will be dumb. <laughs> this one. This is a movie that I know. Gonna, I don't remember. Uh, I for sure movies. know that both of you have seen this one. He saw 152 movies last year. <laughs> I saw four. Okay, so the movie is called Habeas Corpus. Oh God! One two. Uh, it's like a. Uh, it's Corpus like an Oscar Oscar bait. Uh, yeah. Uh, movie. In in this movie, that is very much about movies. Dennis. Dennis, get shorty. No. Damn it. Dan, the player. It's the player. Ah, I, you just watched. See, that. I just watched it, so I might have had an unfair advantage That's for okay. that one. That's all right. That's the whole. That doesn't matter. That's the breaks, Dennis. Uh. Okay. I, oh. I, go ahead. I was just gonna give a small aside but uh there was a funny trivia fact about the player on mm-hmm. imdb trivia that um someone actually pitched this very stupid premise of habeas mm-hmm. corpus to like a real producer or whatever uh-huh. i don't know it's just one of those like funny little stories and, like if you go on the player imdb trivia it's it's pretty funny that's all. i'll check okay. it out okay two What's, two more uh, what and get shorty they were making napoleon that's one of yeah. the movies within the movies with Danny DeVito as right. Napoleon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Get Shorty's a good movie. I haven't seen it, it in a long it's time. Fun. Okay. Nebraska Jim. Uh, Dennis. Dennis. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes. Mm. So On the board. That's two for Dennis or three for Dennis? Did I get one already? Yeah, yeah you, you got, got one. Okay, two. Just two. So two and four. Yeah. Then I'll do two more. Okay. Uh, the Orchid Thief. Dan. Dennis. That was Dan. Because I said it earlier. Adaptation. Yeah. So that's five for Dan, yeah. two for Dennis. I can't win. Uh, I'll make this one triple or nothing. <laughs> Let's put it all on the line. Okay. 
Jack Slater 3. Jack Slater. Dennis. I am, man. I don't know who that was. Well, I'm going to be wrong because I'm just shoving that on my head. Uh, Tropical Thunder. Not Tropic Thunder. Last Action Hero. It's Last Action Hero. There you go. All right. All right. I bow down to Dan's trivia prowess. If I was going to do one more, it was going to be Turbo Man, the motion picture. Uh, I'm missing the Dolphin Jamie. I own a Turbo Man t-shirt, which is too big for me now. But uh, that would have been a softball for me. You know, I, what I do think, though, is we would make a good uh, bar trivia team if we ever did one. Probably. I mean, we would for sure kill the like pop culture categories. I guess we all kind of have similar strengths when it comes to trivia. Like, I'd be shit at like geography and stuff. I think yeah. I'm, I'm only good at music trivia, Yeah. to be mm-hmm. honest with you. I don't, I don't think I'm good at movies. I don't think I've ever been decorating movies. Like, you can give me a quote and I... That'll go right over my head. From my experience, like, and maybe just because I'm a nerd, but like, a lot of like movie trivia questions at like, because I've done a handful of like bar trivia things, and um, there used to there used to be this like coffee shop near me that did a trivia, mm-hmm. and you if you won rounds you got free ice cream. So I would just fucking load up on ice cream because I would win a bunch of rounds because it would just be like old people that would go to it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, the movie questions are always insanely easy to me. Like, it, it, I mean, again, I my perspective on movie trivia is different from the average yeah. person yeah. but i still tend to find like anytime a movie category comes up on jeopardy i'm just like all right i'll take all these points <laughs> that's a, kind of a funny premise for a movie i think if it's kind of like a color of money about a, a trivia shark yeah who, who just yeah. the trivia matches <laughs> just hustling yeah. hustling yeah. hustling yeah, for yeah, free ice cream that. and coffee <laughs> <Ice> yeah <laughs> Yeah, I just like feel feel like shit afterwards. Like, man, look what I just did. <laughs> you could, laugh. we could do that. I think so. you could be the Paul so. Newman. Yeah. Dan could be the yeah, Tom could Cruise. Be the old, the old, old trivia master. <laughs> I take you under your wing, shows you how to really win. You guys like the color of money? <laughs> I do. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, there was a period where Tom Cruise was picking really good projects. You know, I mean, he still does great stuff. There's, there's some stuff I but really enjoy, but he doesn't push himself at all anymore. All of his no. stuff, he's playing the same like asexual superhero that's yeah. not a superhero, basically. Yeah. But I didn't, didn't like, like a couple of times, like he would do a movie where his co-star won an Oscar. You know, they would like a buddy movie, like Rain Man. Yeah. Yeah. And Color of Money. Did I think there was one other Jack, one. Jack Nicholson for A Few Good Men, did he get a nomination? He, he a must nomination. have. I think it's mostly because the Academy loves to reward elder statesmen. You know? Yeah. They love they love to give out awards to older actors who are maybe on yeah. the back nine of their career. Mm-hmm. Well, whatever. it was definitely over for Paul Newman. They had given yeah. him a, uh, an honorary yeah. like, two years before. Because yeah. you think, well, he's not going to do much anymore. <laughs> yeah. And, that's what happened with Peter O'Toole when he died. Right, <laughs> right. right. You know, but yes, you're right. They do like to do that. Well, maybe like in 12 years when Tom Cruise can't do any more Mission Impossibles, PTA will put him in a movie as like an older guy. Yeah. And I just don't know if Tom Cruise will ever want to subvert his <laughs> image like yeah. that again. 
Because like he did back in Magnolia. the day. Everything after he stopped doing like Eyes Wide Shut and Magnolia in '99, mm. like his whole life changed. Like he got divorced from Nicole Kidman, and like the the weird the weird persona that he had cultivated, like all of a sudden had cracks in it. Because people were like, "Wait, is Tom Cruise weird?" Because yeah. uh, people didn't really assume that he was weird. He was just kind of this all-American movie star. But, you know, people kind of forgotten that, too. Yeah. I mean, because... Nowadays. Of, yeah. Because that was, like, around the uh, War of the Worlds time. Yeah. So that was 2004. Yeah. Jumping on the couch. Yeah. Era. Yeah. Yeah, but now people are cool with him again. It's like that yeah. doesn't even come up. I mean, insider jokes. I think it's do, mostly but... just because he does like one thing and he does yeah, it really well. He does it well. Um, he runs. Did you? Yeah, he runs like that, that little guy loves to run. Um, he has those choppy arms. Yeah, and loves to show the uh, left side of his face on mm-hmm. posters. It is. <laughs> uh, did is you... Mission Impossible left or right? Because it has a funny tooth or something mm-hmm. in the Mission Impossible profile. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? It could be his right. I know. I know. He usually, only shows like yeah. the side of his face because yeah. he has a very distinct profile. Um, did you read that that interview with uh, Miles Teller about mm-hmm. Top Gun Maverick? I don't know. It's just kind of adds to the Tom Cruise lore, but like. Miles Teller was oh, interviewing I know what you're, yeah, I know the what you're about. the jet fuel yeah yeah and like Miles Teller had like jet fuel in his blood and Tom Cruise just says like I was born with it kid or something yeah. like that and you're just like of course you're... are you a real human being <laughs> no yeah. the answer is no but... Zenu <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah great now I'm gonna have Scientology I know we, don't, <laughs> we might have to edit that uh, out I have to cut out Scientology uh, jokes. Uh, where is Shelly Miskovich? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, well, I guess we deviated just a little bit, but I'll say D minus for Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Oh, we still didn't get your your grades. Sorry. Yeah, we didn't do grades. We got we didn't get his. Oh no, oh, we, yeah, did. we didn't. Right. Yeah, for what? Right. I just said D minus. Yeah, yeah no, 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 no. We hadn't done any of them. Yeah, no, no. I I was just trying to speed through towards the. Yeah, what do you give it? Then? F. F. Yeah, I think it's probably an F. <laughs> I mean, if if I'm giving it like a slightly higher than an F, it's just because the. Uh, like the occasional Will Ferrell line delivery or just pure nostalgic uh, value, I guess. Mm-hmm. So uh, when you were 13 years old, did you laugh you know, during the whole movie? It's funny. I didn't like enjoy I'm, this. I'm not going to say anything bad. I did enjoy this movie back in the day, but yeah. I never thought it was like great or okay. like hilarious. I just kind of thought that oh it's a movie that makes like a lot of pop culture references mm-hmm. and it kind of laughed i did laugh okay yeah. did you laugh yeah you're a couple of homophobes yeah. fuck you <laughs> oh well, it is funny because like that is the exact time period yeah. where i learned from like friends of mine to like not say gay as an insult yeah. you know because that at that time period like I was a middle school student going into high school. So this movie came out right before high school started. And it was so common mm-hmm. that people just called things gay. Yeah. Like, and like, oh, dude, that's gay. If right. you didn't like something. And, um, I mean, I would say very shortly after, like, 
2002, very early 2002 was when I, that was like when I like was enlightened by, you know, friends of mine, uh, not even friends that I still have, but you know, just that kind of interaction with people where you're just like, Oh yeah, you're right. That isn't a cool thing to say. And so, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was definitely like kind of like the end of that era of my immaturity or whatever. Yeah. Were, were either of you guys excited when you first heard about Florida's don't say gay law? And I, I, oh, it's all the God's honest truth. I don't know I what was. I don't know I what was. that means. Well, that's the whole thing. When I first heard "Don't say gay," I thought it was like Dan was saying, "You can't say that's so gay," or you know, uh-huh. use it as a derogatory term. No, you just can't. Oh, say, you, can't you can't talk, talk about, about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we, we don't schools. talk about that around no, here. No, down no, these we don't parts. say gay. Got it. So yeah. For you. <laughs> okay. No, I don't. I'm not familiar with that. Yeah. No, it's a real thing. Wow. Yeah. Well, Florida. It's Florida. Yeah. Florida, Especially. Disney. There's a whole thing there going yeah. on these days it, too. It's a power struggle. Now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Florida, a famously well-adjusted state in our yeah. union. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one last thought about Jane Silent Bob Strike Back it came out three weeks before nine eleven. Wow. Yeah. 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 The end, tr- the end of an era, really. The last time America laughed. <laughs> <laughs> My, what a lovely tea party. Yeah, this movie sucks. What were the movies at 9-11? What, what had come out like the day before? Was that a Friday? The, it was a you know, Tuesday. Tuesday? So what was uh, the, that weekend before? I, I mean, I'm not looking at anything right now. Uh, like, I'm not looking this up. But the only thing I can remember... Coming out shortly before 9-11 was Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> okay. I think that and came out... Forgotten like, film. <laughs> sure. I mean, yeah. It is. I, I mean, mean, nobody yeah, talks yeah. about... Yeah. Nobody talks about Rockstar. Um, so let's see. That would have been what? So September 11th, the 10th was a Monday, the 9th... Mm-hmm. So it would have been September 7th. Mm-hmm. So September 7th. I always remember it's a... It's a Tuesday because that was when like Ben Folds Rock in the Suburbs came out. Like a bunch of music came yeah. out on yeah. that day. Yeah. That was when music came out that, on Tuesdays and not Fridays. Yeah. And that coup album cover that had to get pulled. Yeah. Was that also the same day that the Jimmy World record came out or was that shortly after? I, I I'm not positive. I think that album had been out, which was called Bleed America. Ooh. But I think, yeah, I think it got pulled and the album title was changed and the cover was changed. So the new stuff, September 7th, right before 9-11, was The Musketeer. Mm-hmm. Two can play that, that game. What's his face, uh, Anderson? Mia uh, Jojovic is... Yeah, I think you're... Am I mushing... I, I don't know if that was a Paul Anderson movie. I, Paul, Paul W. Paul W.S. Anderson. Oh, I know. I know what you're talking about. The Musketeer is Justin Chambers. Yes. It's a Peter Hyams movie. Yeah. Mm, Hyams. Yeah. Boy, he's hitting this. Yeah. Friends well, of Eddie Coyle. That is... Peter Yates. Not right. Oh, yeah. damn. But, uh, yeah, I was going to say, he did not do The Friends of Eddie Coyle. Yeah. He um, did something good. He did Narrow Margin. Narrow Margin. 
That's not good. <laughs> uh, he did the Presidio. <laughs> hey, Mar- Narrow Margin's good. It's fine. It's fine. He did the Presidio, which is very uh, boring. That's not good. No. Go earlier than that. There's something that he did that was good. Uh, 2010? No, like we're talking like in the 70s. <laughs> no, 2010's not good. Uh, Peeper? No. Did, did he do that movie with OJ? Busting? Yes, he did do Capricorn 1. Capricorn 1, that's I what like I was that thinking. Film. I mean, it's stupid, but it's Busting fun. with Burt Reynolds? Busting is with Elliot Gould. Elliot Gould. Robert Blake. Alan Garfield. Michael good Lerner. Good Sid Haig. Wow. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Our Time? No. I don't know what that is. We're talking about Peter Hyams now? <laughs> this is, this <laughs> is all Peter Hyams. Oh, okay. Uh, Peeper. It's Peter Hyams all the time. Peepers with Michael Caine. But, don't know what that is. Capricorn 1. Yeah. Uh, Hanover Street. Harrison Ford. Yep. Mm, never saw it. No. Seems like it has very bad reviews. It's a World War Two romance. Mm, Outland. That was okay. That was Sean Connery. It was uh, I, High Noon in Outer Space. I, I know the the cover. Yeah. The Star Chamber. Michael, Michael Douglas. Douglas. Always want to see it. Of course you do. <laughs> uh, in twenty ten. Yeah. The year we make contact. But in the nineties, he did Time Cop. Time Cop and a sudden and sudden death, not yeah. a sudden death. Okay. And he so. did End of Days. So that's Hyams. Terrible. Uh, <laughs> that's Hyams. This has been the Peter Hyams cast. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I think we had a, a record number of tangents on this episode. <laughs> well, there's not a lot worth talking about on either of these movies, yeah. even though I think one is certainly better than the other. Yeah. Um, uh, Dennis, do you have anything to plug? Yeah. Besides your letterbox. Oh, no, you know, just follow me on letterbox, uh, D-H-G-N-L-B-C, or you can follow me on Instagram at, at Paul McCartney. Very nice. Uh, Dan, anything to plug? No. The fuck would I have anything to plug for? Listen uh-huh. to this podcast that you're already yeah. listening to, please. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. That'd be nice. Uh, I gotta come up with a contest for five-star reviews. I don't know what we what we can do. We gotta uh, come up with something. Yeah, leave us a review. We'll read it on the show. That's not boy. Insane. People will be so excited about we'll that. We'll read it on the show and talk about it. That's not. It's not. We gotta. We gotta have some sort of external. I was thinking about buying a, a Criterion two thousand two movie mm-hmm. for anyone who leaves a review. Not anyone. I'm not. That's. I'm not. That's insane. But I, a, a raffle yeah. from the people who... So I don't know. Something like that, maybe. Or buy a 2002 Blu-ray of your choosing, maybe. Something like that. we got yeah. we got to break out some dollars to incentivize this. But, uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. And I want to thank you guys both for having me, number one. Yeah. And uh, number two for making me download Pluto TV. And I'm getting all these emails from them. Yeah. Every 15 minutes. So. Uh, you downloaded Pluto for... To watch Jay and Silent Bob. Oof. Block, uh, block that con- contact. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I may need it again sometime. Yeah. I mean, Pluto's not as cool as Tubi, but Pluto's okay. Yeah. Pluto's alright. It's yeah. no Tubi. Yeah. But... We Tubi, Tubi, Tubi where we watched... We love our uh, Tubi. Tubi had bones. People are saying, People Tubi, Tubi's the greatest streaming network <laughs> in all the land. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> you got anything? 
You got some weddings you're DJing in October. You want to talk about those? No, I mean, if anybody needs a DJ for, for a private event, you can uh, email me at djcardiganinc at gmail.com. Uh, or if you want to come to a DJ night at a bar in Long Beach, I will be at the Bamboo Club nice. every third Friday part of ritual boogie transmission and every third thursday and that's all i got nice uh let's go home all right we're already home thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time for 40 days and 40 nights with josh hartnett the very first movie of our march series that's right yeah goodbye goodbye have a good night Adios. Adios. <laughs> I guess that's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know if you were going to say it, so I thought I'd say adios. <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> I don't sound like that. <laughs> I think we started at 9.30. Uh, before I cut this, I will say that I think this is our longest episode yet. It, it appears uh, to be the longest one yet. There will be some stuff to trim. There will be yeah. some cuts, but it looks like the longest one by a significant mark. really glad I agreed to edit this one and not the 40 days and 40 nights one. <laughs>